Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Piz Swimbaits, Paul Smith. Great episode. Long one. I think it's two and a half hours almost. We had a blast. Um, fun guy, man. He had a lot of funny ass stories. And uh, I guess also Slaunch Mob. He, he does run that too. So uh, both Piz and Slaunch Mob. Um, yeah. Hope you guys like this one. It was a lot of fun. Uh, a couple announcements. I guess the first one is uh, just two years doing the podcast. So it's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, it's been a long journey. Thank you to all the supporters, everyone that's helped out. You guys know who you are, everyone that's helped pump this podcast from the beginning. And then the second thing is, is we started a Patreon. So if you guys like the podcast and want to donate, I'd appreciate it. You don't have to donate. I get it. You can still listen to the podcast. I'm still going to put everything out. But the cool thing is, is uh, every month the Patreon will be sponsored by someone, a company. This month, it's sponsored by Piz. Uh, he's generous enough to give us some bait, uh, a package, a small business package that he just dropped. Um, and I'm pretty sure no one can get them because they're sold out. So by being a Patreon contributor, you have a chance at getting a package. Uh, I'm not going to say winning, getting. Um, the package will include a Riot Crank, Piz t-shirt, face buff, and two stickers. So uh, if you're a Patreon uh, member, you have a chance at getting one, possibly. We'll see. And it'll work just like a raffle does, but it's not a raffle. <laughs> um, so thank you to all the people that have already uh, contributed and, and, and uh, donated. It's five bucks if you guys want to donate. Greatly appreciated. And uh, go support Piz. Go support uh, Slaunch Mob. Everyone knows who Piz Swimbaits is already. You guys, I'm sure, are fishing them. And check out Slaunch Mob. If you like hardcore like me and metal and punk, you're going to like their clothes. They have some sick shirts, so check them out on Instagram, and I'm sure you can find the link to their website. So I think that's it. Um, got some great podcasts lined up, and I'm working on a Q&A for the Delta up north. I'm going to head up north with the viking and we're gonna go do some podcast up there so that will probably be in october so uh if you haven't yet go ahead and enter the uh or become a patreon member if not keep listening guys i appreciate it and please give me a five-star review or give us a five-star review on itunes and leave a positive comment i appreciate it uh one last thing 
listen to a little piece from my boy Fred again. Uh, buddy of mine, he's a great guy. You guys can get a deal from him by listening to this and using the Cast and Crank uh, ad. He gives you a, a discount on his guide trip. So I know it's a little longer in the ads this, than this today. Sorry about that. Uh, but you're going to enjoy this podcast. It's fucking great. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for all support. Two years, guys. Thanks. Fred Clinshaw Fishing of Southern California is offering custom guided bass fishing trips for that first time fishing experience to the seasoned professional tournament angler and everything in between. Spend a half full day or a custom trip catered to your needs aboard one of the f- two fully rigged high performance bass boats with learning techniques used by the top pros to find fish and become more successful in catching them fred clinshaw is ready 365 days a year and will professionally take you fishing uh bring a friend the family or bring the whole group of guys with you fred is now guiding trips on Castaic and Casitas to Southern California's world-famous bass fisheries. Call or text him at 805-630-0160. Follow him on Instagram, my boy the hammer, the hammer of fury on Instagram. Or you can check out his website, www.fredclinshawfishing.com. Now here's where the deal happens. If you mention Cast and Crank, you're going to get a deal on a half or a full day trip. Um, I'm a little biased with this guy. I'm sorry. This is my boy. Freshwater-wise, I, I got to say you got to go to him. And uh, not only, you know, is he an amazing fisherman, he's, I don't like using the, the, the word, uh, he's a salt of the earth, but that, that's what he is. Uh, he's, a, he's an amazing guy, nice guy, never make you feel fucking stupid. Uh, book with him, man. He supports the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, go book with Fred. And just tell him, hey, Cast and Crank sent you. You guys will get a discount code. You're going to help both of us, and uh, that's about it, man. So, again, go check them out, fredclinshawfishing.com or 805-630-0160. Get on some subject, and just it would just butterfly into... See, and I, I've learned a lot of, of, of this as I've learned, like, came through doing it through the almost two years. Mm-hmm. I used to have, like... When did you start fishing? And people are like, you don't give a shit about that. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, you know, what is he known for? What does he do? And like, you're known to me, I guess, I, I, the the time that I've done all the research or, or look into all the swim baits, you've kind of are one of the first to kind of do the whole deal that everyone's doing now. Which is, I mean. Building I, out of your garage, kind of uh, did the multi-jointed. Yeah. I mean, you know? when I first started, there was obviously other swim baiters have we already started or no yeah we're going right now oh yeah, yeah okay yeah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know we were already started okay yeah i like doing it like that because it's natural okay. <laughs> um so um w- when i started uh i started out uh just painting so i was painting um crankbaits and the reason why i even got started Do you remember into what it, year that is i like having a timeline so 2008 uh is when i officially started and then i was uh probably practicing uh, airbrushing, uh, like 2007 ish. Okay. Um, but I was only, uh, airbrushing, uh, murals and stuff like that. Um, like low riders. Uh, no, not low riders. I'm just messing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people, a lot of people think that I have a car painting background, but I don't. Um, so I was just doing, a, you know, a lot of murals and stuff like that. And, um, uh, one of my buddies, Levi was like, Hey dude, you got to get into painting, fishing lures and i was like well I've, I've never heard of that before like 
you know, the way we, I fished at the time was, you know, conventional fishing. And um, I didn't even think about custom stuff at the time. And he told me about eBay and what some of these uh, crankbaits were going for. And obviously, the more rare the crankbait, um, the higher the price. I think like wiggle warts were like the most expensive crankbaits that were on the um on the on ebay at the how time how much were those going for at the time i mean hundreds of dollars no way. hundreds of dollars yeah and i was just like it's something i had never even heard of before you know um so i got into um you know painting crankbaits and uh back then there just wasn't the information on it you know you couldn't just go to um a forum or tackle a web page well tackle underground was around um but it it was it was uh not what it was you know a few years after i had started like after i had started i'd i go back and see and you see like it just blossom into you know this big forum of a bunch of information and um so i basically just used my knowledge of you know, working in, you know, the garage type of thing, you know, working on wood, working on, um, building stuff. And that was, you know, you have your prep process and that's what you, uh, that's what you went by. So, um, I just would basically, you know, prep a bait, how I thought tape, uh, you know, tape the bills and stuff like that. And then, you know, sand them down and start painting them. Um, and then you, you uh you learn what doesn't work like um what processes don't work for you getting um <clears throat> uh baits ready to go because after you test them if uh you know if your paint is falling off or if your clear coat's falling off there's there's a bond issue somewhere yeah and it's usually where it falls off is where it tells you where the bond issue is. So if it's paint's not sticking to the primer, then the paint's not good with the primer. If the clear coat's not sticking with the, uh, on top of the paint, then the paint's no good or the clear coat's no good for the paint. Mm -hmm. So it was just a lot of learning process. And I spent a lot of time, um, you know, practicing on baits that I crank baits that I already had. Um, at the time you could buy some, uh, knockoff blanks you know they made knockoff uh lucky craft 1.5s um those were um fairly easy to get in the beginning because nobody was doing it um then as time went on and more people caught on you know it was harder to get those blanks because people were buying them out um so so i created an ebay account um and started selling um, uh, custom paint and crankbaits. Was on. that Piz then too? Yeah. So, okay. uh, the, the way that Piz came about and the way that I decided, um, was, uh, my, uh, my roommate, um, John would always call me, um, you know, Pizzo or something like that. And that came from that, uh, Jay-Z song H to the Izzo. So he would always call me <laughs> a to the Pizzo or a to the Pizze or something like that. <laughs> and so the, the nickname, it, it kind of got shorter and shorter and, um, you know, it finally, uh, just stuck with Piz. So, um, when I was starting, when I was thinking about starting the business, um, my friend, uh, Sean Norfolk, who worked for, uh, marketing for Troy Lee designs at the time, um, 
he was also uh, painting crankbaits, um, and we would kind of go back and forth. Did with he each paint other. at Troy Lee too? Um, he, he, I don't know for sure, but I know he's posted a lot of um, like helmets and stuff like that. So I knew he had a painting background. I only ask because I my my brother I rode bikes when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother in law was a pro mountain biker. Okay, so he was sponsored by Troy Lee. I remember going to his old shop in Irvine when it was smaller. Yeah. And I'd go to Troy Lee because he'd get his helmets painted all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, this so, is like 94, dude. Like, this is a long time. 96, yeah. yeah. I, I know Sean has been in that industry a long time. Uh-huh. So, um, so, uh, since he was doing marketing, I asked him, I'm like, hey, you know, if, if I started, you know, a company, um, I kind of want to go around like my name, you know, and obviously Bates Smith was already taken, Smith Bates was already taken. Um, you know, I was thinking about doing something like, like Smitty paints or, you know, something. And he's like, why don't you just go buy Piz? Yeah. And I was like, well, I hadn't really thought about it, <laughs> you know? And so, um, so we decided, uh, kind of that was the best way to go so that if, um, anybody said Piz, they would know who it was. So that's a, for sure, man, there's no other <clears throat> bait that close to that you know? no there there isn't and <laughs> and you know it's uh um so i kind of went with it and then i just you know started out his customs and then he um he designed an original uh logo for me um for his customs and he had a uh like a popper on it and stuff like yeah. that and it said his customs you know uh paints or something like that and um so that's what i was doing for a while i would just um you know get um, popular crankbaits, popular little conventional, you know, like spooks. Um, so at this time, were you even into swimbait fishing? Much no, no. You were just doing about the only thing I was tournament swimming. fishing then. Um, no, I wasn't even tournament fishing. Okay. Basically, I was float tubing the lagoon like four days a week. Okay, you know, I didn't have a didn't have a wife. Didn't you know? I had a girlfriend at the time. I think um, didn't have a wife. Um, didn't have kids and, um, I could just go fishing, Yeah, you know? So I was, uh, I got a float tube and was just float tubing and kicking around the lagoon. I mean, that was my, you know, that was my fishing, uh, you grew up over here then too. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in, uh, Santa Clarita and lived in this area pretty much my whole life. So Castaic's your home? Uh, Castaic would be my home lake. Yeah. You run into Butch down there when you're Uh, float tubing a lot? You know, uh, so when I'm, I've have run into him a lot, and we've actually, um, we have a good friendship. Uh-huh. Um, I've been over to his house quite a few times, and he's come over here quite a few times, and just shoot the shit, and, yeah, and basically just talk about fishing. I mean, that came a little bit afterwards, okay. like once once the whole swim baiting thing started. Um, but I always knew who he was based on um, just the talk around town if that makes sense yeah like I he's bet. well known in this area him <laughs> right. him and bill simatel are you know yeah big names you know uh obviously bill's more of the tournament fisherman and um do you talk to bill too have you met uh, him I, I've, I've met him i've talked to him uh quite a few times um i've painted some stuff for him uh-huh. um so he's a real nice guy fireman um yeah i had him on he was he's really cool yeah he's yeah. really cool um so um Getting back to uh, crankbaits, the crankbaits and stuff. So, you know, it started out rough. Uh, There's a lot of listings on eBay, so you almost had to like put your listings as 
um, you know, custom painted crankbaits, Rapala, Strike King, you know, you had to put, you know, exactly what you wanted people to search for. Almost like YouTube? In a way, yeah. Yeah, you got to yeah. put those main big bass or something, biggest bass or something like that to get yeah, people yeah, to yeah. click. Yeah, you had to get clickbait almost. Yeah, yeah, so if someone was searching and they were searching for Strike King, you know, whatever, you want to put that down in yeah. there. And um, so, you know, it was rough. You know, a couple were going for like six, seven, eight bucks. And, you know, I was not making, you know, all that much money on it, but I was learning. I was having, you know, a good time and um, it was giving me something to do after work. And um, obviously you want to catch stuff that you paint on or make. And it just, um, it it allowed me to do that. You know, when I was out fishing and I was catching on stuff that I painted, it, it felt good. You know, it felt like, I was like, wow, this is really cool. It really works, you know? Um, but a lot of it has to do with the lure too. I mean, you know, it's a crankbait. It's moving really fast. The yeah. fisher, fisher is more of a reaction bite, but obviously the idea that I painted it and caught a fish, you know, it, that didn't matter to me. Yeah. So it was just the fact that I caught something on, I created, you know? No, of course. Yeah. I mean, I've caught, I made a stupid plastic and <clears throat> caught a bass on it and I'm like, fuck yeah. You know, like. It's yeah. just like it's you're stoked. Or it's even shot, a rod you wrap, yeah. whatever it might Sean be. Sean and I, we used to pour jig trailers. Yeah. And uh, we we pulled together and we bought this um, craw trailer that I had never seen before. It wasn't close to anything that was that you could have got store-bought. And we, we bought this two-piece CNC mold that it was like $400. Shit. And all you can get out of it was two craws. You know, so all night you guys are, yeah. So we're just pouring, we're pouring. And then the next day we go out to the, uh, to lagoon, we're float tubing and we're using jigs and, um, uh, I catch a 10 pounder. Oh shit. My, uh, it was my second 10 pounder that I caught out of the lagoon. Uh But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely, um, that was the awesome feeling. Did that kind of change your, your mind on doing custom shit? Like, you, you kind of got that mold and were you kind of like, fuck, this could really change the game for me. Well, so um, I learned right away that uh, you it's just too hard to pour plastics and paint in the same area because the burnoff from the plastics just gets on your stuff and mm-hmm. then you're getting fisheye, uh, you know, when you start painting because your baits are coated. In, What's fisheye? So fisheye is when you paint something and then you see the paint separate in a spot okay. and creates like an eye. Okay. So that's technically fish eyeing. No, I've heard that before too. Yeah. And I'm so like, that, someone told me that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't so, know what the fuck okay. I mean. So that just means that the surface area that you painted on was contaminated. Okay. So that's what. But uh, that's using the painting term and the painting That industry, is, right? yeah, yeah. Fish eye is definitely. Yeah, because I'm like looking at painting. I'm working on my boat and I'm, I'm, I'm uh, painting the deck. And someone said fish eye a couple of times. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I'm oh, glad yeah. you told me what yeah. it was. So that basically it just comes down to prep and yeah. you know, if uh let's say after you prepped it, you know, like grease or you know, oil from your fingers or something like that got on there, uh, and then you paint over that, it's in that particular area it's gonna fish eye. It won't matter. Yeah, it won't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You'll see it right away. It's All not right. it's not something that's gonna like gradually start over time. Like it'll immediately just it's like water and oil. Yeah. You know. So you were getting that from the pouring the plastics. Yeah. All the burn off was yeah. making some of the baked fish. I- yeah. Because we were obviously on the same table. You know, table. And, yeah. We're pouring stuff and then we're painting stuff. Did it take right you a minute to, to figure that out? Uh, yeah. I mean, we were like, wow, you know, why is this happening? Why is this happening yeah. all of a sudden? And, and it was funny because, you know, we would, you know, we would do stuff at my house and then we would do stuff in, or in my garage and then we do stuff at his garage 
And I was, since I lived north of him, it was, I was Piz Customs North and he was Piz Customs South, even though we were only a few miles away from yeah. each other. So <laughs> we would always joke about that. Yeah. Um, but then, um, so, so after, after being on eBay a little while, um, I painted this one Strike King 6XD and it was when the 6XD was had just come out so like obviously nobody had custom yeah. painted ones so i painted one in a blue shard truce because it just didn't it didn't come out and i painted another one in a, a burgundy in chartreuse and um because those colors just weren't available and those were actual popular colors of what i had previous sold so i figured if my if guys that were following what i was doing on on ebay mm-hmm. they saw something new in a color that they liked or had bought previously before they would be more apt to buy this one yes and that blue chartreuse uh strike king 6xd went for like 70 dollars. yeah so i was like at that point i was hooked i was like you know i'm like trying you to find a way six, to win the lottery bro well, i was trying to find every 6xd i possibly could you know and then i kept you know obviously uh kept looking for new baits that were coming out yeah. um so a lot of i mean you can see on ebay like which which baits were going for a lot. And obviously Lucky Crafts were going for a lot, but you were investing $16 into them already for, for any Lucky Craft. So you're investing 16 plus, you mark it up with double? No. so On your paint job? No. So that's the thing. So with eBay, you know, there's fees for wherever you start, but there's no fee if you start at 99 cents. Okay. So you'd always start your, your listing at 99 cents so you wouldn't have to pay the extra fee because obviously you want to make the most profit out of it. And you'd have to pray that it would go over $16, otherwise you're losing money. Yeah. So um, I never really, like with the, with the Lucky Crafts or with any expensive lure like Reaction Innovation Vixens and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that were already in like the 15 to $20 range, I didn't really experiment with colors. Like I kind of just kept it what worked, you know. What I, people wanted. What I thought people wanted. Yeah, okay. yeah natural colors, yeah. bluegills, um, shads and stuff like that. So I didn't do like off the wall um, uh, colors hoping that some it would catch someone's attention because, yeah. you know, when, when, you, when you see something, you know like that if you want it. And you'll know that you'll bid like you, maybe you have so a, a price you know in how, mind, you know but you get people it. say, uh, you're, 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 you're selling the bait to catch the fishermen. Yeah. Were you doing that, that a little time. bit? I mean, that's the idea at the time you had to, yeah, right? that's the idea at the time. It's like, yeah. they already knew what a lucky craft was going to do. They just wanted that color. They just wanted a color that was going to help them. There was something different than, edge, yeah, than yeah. stock. Yeah. You know, that was the whole point of custom painting was to give, someone um a bait that was not the color that they could get yes so um and at the time i mean even though there was a lot of listings it was basically like four custom crankbait painters out there four or five um there was probably a few more but i just remember like like the four big ones who's who's anyone that kept coming with you like moving along with you um you know i I only did ebay for so long so you don't know locally uh, not that I, not no. that I know. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I remember six cents being one of them and, um, I want to say like extreme lure creations and BB lures. I mean, I, I, 
I think, and Dwayne Beatty. I mean, Bait Works. Okay. Um, those were the four ones that were that Poppin'. you that you saw. Yeah, they okay. were getting top dollar already. Okay, you know, they were established. So, and I think that's what my buddy Levi was saying was like, "Hey, you got to look and see, you know, what these guys are doing with these crankbaits. You could you could make some money off of it. You mm-hmm. know, you're you already do art, so might as well do art on fishing lures." And um, so after a while, you know, obviously with eBay and PayPal, they're eating, you know, 10 to 13% of, of, of your cost anyway. So mm-hmm. you're not really making a whole lot. So uh, what I started doing is um, I, um, I built a website and um, it wasn't much. Um, it was just, you know, pizcustoms.com at the time. And I would just put baits up on that and I would just sell through that. And, um, you know, local stuff, I was doing, um, Bassathon at, uh, Angler's Marine. Yeah. And I remember my first, uh, my first Bass, uh, Bassathon, I believe it was, it had to have been like 2009, 2009 or 2010. Um, and, um, you know, I was there with all my crankbaits, had a bunch painted up, probably had, I think maybe 50 to 60, which, wow. which I thought was a lot at the time. But then when I got to the show and I saw what other people brought, I'm like, Dude. and not just, I mean, I didn't realize that there was going to be like vendors, you know, was there other painters there too? Um, you know, I don't remember. Um, I, I don't think so, okay. but there was a whole different fishing industry that I didn't know about, yeah. you know, um, Scott Whitmer, I believe from triple trout was there. Mm -hmm. Um, trying to think of, of other, it's been so long. I remember Ty Lures was there and they had, you know, their, their, their table or their booth was, was basically right next to mine. And so I could see like what they had and what they sold and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of it was like worm pourers, um, jig makers, spinner bait makers, stuff like that. I think that was like, anglers marine way of getting like mom and pops involved in yeah 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 so or even a good a good way to see how their product does if you want to hold them in the shop i mean you let someone come in and say they just pay for a booth and then like to me i would be thinking man it'd be a good idea just to see how they do and be like oh shit yeah this is going let's get let's get them and so it was it was all new to me so it was uh i believe it was like 50 or 75 dollars for a booth and then, um, basically, uh, the way that it worked is they, you did an inventory and they basically took your inventory list as their own inventory and you had your, um, cost list and you had your price list. So, um, they basically cut you a check based on what you sold. So at the end of the day, they go down your inventory. Okay. You still have all this left and this is what your sales were. We're going to cut you a check for what your sales were type of thing. So and then you, they, they, take, they would take, they would take their, you know, wholesale difference in price. So it was almost so pretty much. They bought all your material. They bought all the material at your cost. At my, at you my would cost. Have sold to a company. Yeah. And then they charge marked whatever. Yeah. Then they mark it up their 35 or 40% <laughs> or something like that. Let's see. But that's standard, you know, it and seems that's kind of fucked either. Well, way. I mean, that's why I don't do retail. <laughs> you know, I get a lot of people asking me to do retail. But and like, I'm like, if you go to like an event, like say UFO had that event, you, mm-hmm. you're going to fucking sell whatever you, yeah. I bought a booth yeah, and it cost me 50 bucks. Yeah. And I sold, I think two shirts. I always complain. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ate a dick on it. Fine. <laughs> you know, but, uh, 
Dude, I can't. App- apparel is so fickle anyway. I fucking hate it. You know, <laughs> I, I have stuff. I think I have like two shirts left over that were my original print from oh, like man. 2009. Yeah. And someone now would be like, oh, it's an OG shirt. I want it. You know, I'll probably get a message saying hey, like, hey, dollars bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. So that kind of was a learning experience Yeah. For so you. that was a learning experience. And obviously, you know, it's, it's, if you think about it in the business world, it's not a, um, um, a big price to pay no. for marketing because all those guys that came in and walked by my booth and picked up one of my lures had never heard of me before, you know, never heard of what I do. Some people have obviously. Um, but, um, you know, those guys finally got to see in their hand what, what, uh, what it looked like. And, um, I remember one of the pros there, uh, was John Cruz. Okay. And John Cruz looked because I had Spro, um, baby, uh, Cruz or baby Johns or something. Yeah. Spro, little Johns. Yeah. I think yeah, it's little John's. John's. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I had little John's custom painted and he was looking and be like, I've never seen this color before. He's like, I have my own personal, <laughs> um, you know, guy that I go to. Yeah. He's like, but I wouldn't mind a couple of these you know, painted yeah. this way. And he's like, can I take a picture of him? And I thought about it. And I'm like, I thought about it. I'm like, well, if you take a picture of it, all he's you're going to do is show, yeah. show your dude and he's going to paint it that way. And I was like, yeah, you can show a picture of it, but if you want this painted, I'd like to paint it for you. And, and he did, he actually sent me, um, a box of a couple baits to paint. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was only like six baits and he wanted them painted in a certain color. Um, and I, you know, I text him back and forth and, or email or something and show him a picture before I clear coded because I wanted to make sure that it was right for him. And, um, he, uh, sent he sent me a message back. He's like, those look great. He's like, I can't wait to see him in person. So I shipped it to him. And then like, uh, like, you know, I didn't ask for payment, even though he offered to pay. I was like, no, just, just use them and, you know, let me know. Because promotional piece. Promotional, you, but yeah. because who knows if he would have mes- uh, mentioned and who knows how far that would have gone. But he ended up sending me a hair package afterwards. That's great. Yeah. Right? I and mean, it was, it was unexpected. <laughs> yeah. It was unexpected. But he sent me like a box of like all kinds of Spro stuff and, you know, yeah. stuff that he was, that had his name on yeah. it. Yeah. So he had uh, signed a bait. Fuck um, yeah, dude. Yeah. You and still I, still, have, I still have it. Do you? Yeah. I still oh, have it. Fuck yeah. So I'm nostalgic like that. You know, when someone uh, gifts me something, uh, even if I'm not going to use it, I keep it because it, it meant something. You know? I did. I did that with, um, I used it though. Cause I couldn't help myself. Butch gave me a, a, a tune. I, w- I would use it too. And I'm like, I mean, fuck man, I, I really want to use it. And it was in the plastic yeah. and he signed it. And I'm like, well, yeah, fuck it. I'm using it. <laughs> so did Butch sign the bait or did you sign the box? The whole box. Yeah. So, so John signed the actual bait. Oh, wow. And that's why I didn't want to use it. And that's why I still have it. Okay. So if he had signed just the package, yeah. obviously I would have kept the package yeah. and used the bait. Um, so after that, um, so, I've, you know, after walking around Bassathon and seeing like all this stuff, I, I met um, Scott Whitmer at Triple Trout. And, um, you know, I, I, I met a few other swim baiters. I just, I just can't remember off the top of my head. I, I might've met Hinkle back then, <clears throat> yeah. you know, I, I just, I just don't know. Um, it, it was, you know, what, 12. Hinkle 30, was doing it then. Um, I, he would have been really young at the time. You just know? starting. Yeah. I think he probably would have been maybe like 16 or 17. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like I said, I might've met him. I, I don't even know. Um, but 
because you know, you go to these events and you see all these people, you don't know the who's or who. Yeah. And obviously guys who are tournament guys are wearing their jerseys and stuff like that. And you think, Oh, that guy's important. That guy's important. He's got a Jersey on, you know, yeah. because where, when I came from, uh, you know, my, my bowling stuff, everybody wore a Jersey because everybody was a professional, you know? So, I thought that guy was a professional, that guy was a pro, that guy was a pro. And like when pros would come up and talk to me, it, it was like, you know, it's like, wow, dude, this pro is like interested in my stuff. Yeah. You know, but then you find out later they're, you know, they got these jerseys because they tournament fish. They might not necessarily be a pro. They might be a co-angler, you know, because they're required they're sponsors, to wear. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like yeah. that. So, um, but it was still kind of a, Were a you an, at an that ego time boost. Too? Uh, Get into that a little bit. We'll take a little. Side term, but okay, yeah, because so, that's a pretty cool. Thing. So, um, I, I I bowled a little bit when I started like getting into fishing a lot, but bowling would take up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was traveling probably like um thirty weekends a month a year, thirty weekends wow. a year, um, and we would um we would travel all over the West Coast. We would go from you know California, Nevada, um, Arizona, Utah. Uh, we go up to Oregon, we'd fly to Hawaii. Um, we just travel all over. Yeah. And, um, it was, uh, that, that was the, that was the PBA. It was professional. It was the regional circuit, uh, the Western region. And, um, that's basically what I did. I, uh, was that cash when you went all cash? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with, with anything where you make money, you obviously get, you know, 1099 by the IRS. Yeah. Um, so I would have to write off hotels and write off expenses and stuff like that. And then, you know, if you had a bad year, you, like, like you said, you ate it, you know, Damn. it was just a bad year. You took How many a loss years on were it. you doing that? So I started bowling professionally in 2004, okay. like where I actually turned from bowling amateur events to pro events. And when you do that, you can't bowl amateur events anymore. Wow. So, um, um, you grab that. No, I don't need to grab that. Okay, it's fine. Um, nobody calls me here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why we have a landline, but um, so uh, long story short, um, so I turned I, I I turned pro in 2004, and mm-hmm. um, I won. Uh, I was I was voted rookie of the year in 2004. So in, in 2004, okay. So the season is 2004 2005, and um, I was voted rookie of the year. So I had. Um, I didn't win any events, but I had more top five finishes than any other rookie at that, at that year. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was voted, I had the most points, uh, of all rookies. Okay. Um, and was voted rookie of the year. That's great. Yeah. That was, that was a, that was a major accomplishment and, um, bowling on. So you kind of did that for four years then. Pretty much. Yeah, I did that. I did that for the, about four or five till the years. Swim ba- or till the painting came into play. No, not necessarily. Um, I, I started having knee problems because oh, really? I was bowling so much. Damn. Um, and I had... Uh, What's I your had, average, bro? Well, my... Um, well, I bowled a lot of leagues. So on like regular leagues, like local and stuff like that, I was easily 220, 225. My highest ever was 236 for a, for a whole season. Mm-hmm. And... Um, on the pro level because the conditions and the patterns are harder and you know, they make them, um, you know, some, some 
patterns were high scoring, some were low scoring. Uh, I was in like the 216 range, 215 range. Yeah. Um, but like some tournaments, like I led the tournament, you know, like I was. Did you drink beer while you're bowling? Not during a tournament. Tournament, no. Really? No. You I didn't. just wonder. <laughs> I think it's like kingpin no. and shit. I'm no. like, I'm it getting fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone had beer like in, yeah. a, in a water bottle or yeah. something like that, that that was covered up. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, but no, you, you're uh, in tournament level. You're not supposed to be on your phone. Okay, you're not supposed to. Um, you can't have uh, uh, alcoholic beverages. You could eat. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you bowl these uh, eight game blocks, and they had two different squads. Um, one was eight o'clock in the morning and the other one was like two o'clock in the afternoon. So if you bowled the eight o'clock in the morning squad, um, you wouldn't find out if you made it to the next day until like almost eight o'clock at night. So, um, and that took up a lot, you know, weekend, like, like a lot of times I would take Fridays off of work. Um, sometimes I had to take the whole weekend off of work, but, um, I would take Fridays off of work and that would be our travel day. And then, you know, depending on how far away the tournament was, you know, we had uh, practice sessions on Friday at 2 p.m. And wow. so you want to be there for that. And then at night they have pro-ams where, um, you know, people that are that bowl in that center or, or nearby come and bowl with the pros. They have their own little tournament. And then my score counts with their score. So if I bowl good and they bowl good, they got a chance to win some money. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, they, they would always, you know, ask me to do those. Um, they, I mean, there's a lot of pros and stuff like that, but they wanted, you know, younger guys at the time that, that were doing good and, um, had good personalities and like to talk to people and stuff like that. Boeing. Yeah. Yeah. When you think of Boeing, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> big old fat, you know, cigar smoking, exactly. beer drinking, you know, and it's not that right. I mean, not on the professional level. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you watch, uh, nowadays, if you watch bowlers on TV, I mean, they got some guy that has this big, huge seventies fro that, that wears like, uh, bell bottoms and stuff like that. Oh, like they try bringing, to get all cute now. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it's actually, it's actually pretty entertaining and you know, uh, obviously bowling as a sport has come a long way from what it used to be. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I was having some, some knee issues because, you know, I had a work related injury on my knee and it just wasn't getting any better. And, um, I had to actually withdraw from two tournaments, wow. uh, one time, uh, or two times actually. But, um, you know, that I just, I couldn't, I couldn't go it. any further. Uh, yeah. Did you get it, that knee fixed? Uh, actually, no, I, I never did. Just wrote it um, out. I did uh, physical therapy on it and strengthened around it. Um, the doctor had said that it was, uh, you know, a partially torn meniscus and I could either rehab it or if we did surgery, I would be out for so long. And I was like, I can't have surgery, you know, mm-hmm. like I'll just rehab it. Um, it was one of those things where like you would just be walking and then all of a sudden your knee would just give out. Like it had no, no strength. Yeah. Um, and it was just. Like I was bowling, you know, probably two two leagues a week plus the tournaments on the weekends, and wow. it was just it was just taking a toll. I mean, I would have to uh, take like a leave or ibuprofen just to get through a night of bowling. It was Do you it was still bowl now? Or no? no, I haven't picked up a bowling ball in a few years. Really? I've taken my daughter and my son bowling. Did they got it just in for them? fun? They have fun, and you know that's what that's what matters. Yeah, I still got it. 
I still got it. Like a few few shots in, will I still, you, I still got it. Will you mess with your son and be like, hey, want to uh, see me throw a strike right now? I'm I'm no mercy when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, it's like yeah. if, 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 if you're going to challenge me, uh, you're done. <laughs> you're done. You're going to get whacked. So, and it's so funny too because when, you know, a lot of people bowl, you know, they bowl recreation and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of people will say, Oh yeah. And like my high game ever was like a two fifty something or something like that. And I'm like, that's really good. You know, I remember when I was just bowling for fun and my high game was like 170, 180, you know? And then, I mean, I started bowling when I was in, uh, seventh grade. I think it was in seventh grade okay. when I started bowling. My brother, who's five years younger than me, had been bowling since like kindergarten. Did he still bowl? He still bowls. He actually works for for Brunswick. He's a he's a uh, professional too. Uh, I was, don't know. I don't know if he still has his PBA card. But he was fishing PBA. Or, no, I'm sorry, bowling. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was bowling. Um, oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. So and we would go at it all the time. You know, yeah. brotherly love. <laughs> um, so. Um, but uh he he works for Brunswick now so oh, wow. they they moved him out to uh uh Michigan where their is headquarters is that the capital is. of bowling no i i i would say the capital of bowling is probably Reno you know really? where the national bowling stadium is okay um that was actually in the movie Kingpin. Was it that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. i don't know if you'd seen it. Yeah, i've yeah. seen that multiple. That's a great yeah. movie. So um <laughs> yeah, uh <laughs> I've been to that bowling stadium so many times. You were bowling, bowling when that movie came out. Yeah, actually, was, it was. that a great movie for bowling? I mean, like, all all those pros that were in in that. I mean, I've bowled against a lot of them. Do people love that movie if you're in bowl, if you're into bowling. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, how can you not love it? I mean, it's just the the story <laughs> of it is so amazing. Funny. Yeah, Bill Murray, <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Yeah, uh, I think it's what Randy Quaid. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the, the part that cracks me up the most is when uh, they're bowling in that guy's uh, mansion. And uh, she, the the girl goes and Vanessa goes and gets that beer. Yeah, beers out of the fridge, and then her like nipples are hard as a rock. <laughs> and, then he does. and then he goes back over there, and he's got like the baloney nipples. I just going. watched that the other day too, so that's oh, why I'm laughing. <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah. So, um, so I got I you know I got out of bowling, um, partly partly because my knee, but also because, uh, at that time, you know, um, my you know I got I got married in that time, um. We bought a house in Castaic. Uh, we we're talking about starting a family, and um, you know, it was just time to kind of decide where I wanted to go with it. I was only painting at that about two thousand, like about two thousand and eight is two thousand nine is when I when I stopped. Serious? Yeah, okay. I stopped bowling tournaments, and um, you know, I still bowled a couple leagues after that, um, and then once those were done in June, I, I just I hadn't bowled a league since. Yeah. So but, then um, let's jump back to uh uh the bassathon because that's kind of where you where Yeah. We, we I would say that I would say that kind of started like the, the whole the, his the whole paint. where I was like I could take this seriously. Like I could do this. And even if it didn't, I still like doing it. And my friends liked it at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was painting for guys and they were catching fish and sending me pictures and stuff like that. I hadn't got on social media. I don't even know if Facebook was around at the time. Yeah. It might have been. Um but I think I got like I think I got on Facebook somewhere around like 2009. Um, Instagram I think came later. Um, but um, yeah, I just I thought okay, this is what I could do. So between that bassathon and the next bassathon, um, I had started painting swim baits because I had met Scott from uh, Triple Trout, 
And, um, you know, we started talking and I asked him, I go, Hey, you know, if, could I, if I could ever get like some baits from you, um, uh, you know, I was just wondering if I can get them unpainted, you know, uh, it, it didn't really matter because, you know, I got to prep the baits anyway, but, um, if they were unpainted, it'd be an easier. Yeah. yeah. And, um, he was with it. He was, he was down and I would get, um, I would get a couple baits, you know, here and there, obviously it was a, it was more of a cost, you know, now instead of investing a few bucks for a blank crankbait or 16 bucks, I know I'm investing 40, 50 bucks for a blank and then, swim bait, yeah. yeah. And then on top of a paint job, basically we kind of had like this handshake agreement where I wasn't going to sell for more than what the bait cost because okay. I was getting them at a wholesale price. So, and I told him like, well, this is how much I would charge for a paint job. So if it's five or $10 more for me, then is that okay? And he was yeah. like, yeah, that's fine. He's like, I just don't want a $200. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I guess, um, I guess people were doing that. They were custom painting his, uh, Nizuma rats and charging. I think the Nizuma rat at the time retail was like $99. And they were charging like two hundred, two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! At the time, and he told me about that. And you know, um, I think that after after a while, you know, he saw what custom painted ones were going for. But I you know I didn't want to burn a bridge with him, so I never charged more than um, than what they cost. Now, if I bought a bait retail. Then you charge whatever. Then I charge whatever, you know, I charge the, the bait plus, plus the price. Mm -hmm. Um, and he knew, like he knew like what he would send me and what I would get. And we kind of kept in touch, which, you know, it was funny because he never answers his phone. It always just goes to voicemail. You know, he's in his voicemail message was, Hey, I'm out of cell phone range. So get back to me (laughs) later, you know, but he'd always, he'd always call back and, um, you know, we talk and, you know, we built up a, a good relationship and, um, when did you figure out that, that those were the key compared to crankbaits after you sold the first couple of them? Was it like, Oh shit. These- well, well, obviously, you know, you know, the, the, the profit, um, it would take the same amount of time to prep and paint a crankbait as it would a swim bait. Okay. So if I could, if, if, let's say I'm charging $15 to paint a crankbait and I'm charging somebody $45 to paint a swim bait, you know, obviously, and it takes the same amount of time. I mean, I'm, I'm not a dummy, yeah, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's, it is what it is. So, um, what, what actually got me into swim baits was, um, Scott had sent me, um, uh, a bluegill triple trout. And it was small. Like, I mean, he had the six inch triple trouts and he had a four inch uh, or five inch triple trout. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bluegill was small. And I remember um, for whatever reason, I painted it like a crappy because we have crappy at Cast Steak. Mm-hmm. And um, the crappy here were, were huge. I mean, during the, during the spawn, you'd be sight fishing and you're like, oh, that's a good bass. And you pull it up and it was a crappy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how big they were. And they, yeah. were, they were slabs. And so, um, you know, I painted up like a crappy and, um, I started fishing it and I'm like, man, this thing swims so good. Um, and, um, I got, I got hooked when, uh, my buddy Levi and I, we went and did the bass taxi 
at DVL. I don't know if you remember. You could rent the you boat. You could rent the but boat. But it's a bass boat. It's right? a bass boat. Yeah, I yeah. do remember that. So so the bass taxi would meet you at the lake. Um, you know, you'd sign the the waivers and stuff like that. And, and it was like four hundred bucks or something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, something it, it, like that. Yeah, yeah, it was something atrociously expensive. But it was at worth the time. it. I thought. Well, yeah, because you split it. yeah, if you split it for sure, and it's the whole day. So I remember we um, we launched and. I'm throwing this thing and we're just fishing the riprap right around the launch area, just that riprap to the left. And I hook into a giant largemouth and I'm like, what I thought was a giant at a time. I mean, obviously I fished castake, but I, and, and I, it ended up being a six pounder, which obviously is not a giant. It's a good it's fish. It's a nice fish. It's I would, a nice I'd fish. still be happy. Well, I mean, you know, catching big fish, you know, seven, eights, nines at the lagoon, um, on crankbaits and I'm catching, this is my first ever swim bait fish was, was a six pound fish. And I was just, I was just hooked after that. I couldn't, mm. I couldn't put that thing down, you know, <laughs> I couldn't put it down. And, um, I mean, that kind of just started the whole, um, swim bait thing for me. That was, that was like, you know, 2009 ish, 2008, somewhere around there. So then you were still just working with triple trout at the time, or did you start um, working with other baits? No, um, I didn't really work with, with other baits because um, I didn't uh, either. I either didn't get a, a response back. Um, so you never just bought a bait and repainted it yourself? Uh, I did. I you did. would? Yeah, and I was, I was absolutely scared to throw it. I'm like, man, I just spent 60 bucks on this lure, you know, um, but that was before I caught that fish. After I caught that fish, it didn't matter anymore. <laughs> it didn't matter. I, yeah. I would just be careful. You know, obviously, yeah. obviously in a boat, you can go and retrieve it, you know, but when you're fishing from the shore, it's hard to retrieve a bait. And I've, I've lost some baits fishing from the shore that, that, you know, I miss now. Yeah. You know? Um, but, um, that kind of started the whole thing. So like I would reach out to, you know, other, guys that were doing it and i never really got a response i you know uh one, so you, one of the you were one, reaching out to guys you're reaching out to get like a blank bait i not necessarily a, a blank bait just just a bait in general because w- at the time where do you go to buy it if they weren't in tackle warehouse where you were gotta they go to the guy I guess. yeah you gotta go to the guy or the guy's website and so you when know, you were going to the guy were you saying hey i want to repaint your bait or were you saying i just want to buy one both okay both and obviously being a painter and having you know, wanting, wanting to do better, you, you ask, you're like, Hey, can I get a, I want to repaint this bait. Can we collab on something? Can we do, can we, you know, can we do something together? And, you know, if you're interested, this is my portfolio. These are where all my pictures are and stuff like that. Do you, yeah. at this time, was there other people painting the swim baits? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Okay. But with a limited, limited amount of like internet exposure that was out there at the time, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't even know. Okay. You know, the only thing I saw was on eBay. You know, you could you could search, you know, uh, custom painted swim baits or something like that. Sometimes they would come up. Sometimes they wouldn't. A lot of them were like the Strike King King Shads. Um, a lot of those were that. And then obviously there was, you know, knockoffs of those types of swim baits. But, um, you know, I, I knew that what I liked was, you know, triple trouts at the time. So I was trying to get triple trouts. And, um I would say um, that a lot of I, – I, I got a message later on down the road that said, hey, I don't want you repainting my baits anymore because 
then people aren't going to buy new baits from me, you know? And at first it like kind of threw me off. Like, oh, you know, I didn't realize that. But then afterwards I thought, well, if they like a bait as a fisherman, you're going to buy a backup bait. So what are they going to do? They're going to go to that guy and buy another bait Mm -hmm. and buy another bait and get a different color and another color and another color. And then soon enough, they're going to have this arsenal of like however many baits, you know, obviously they're, you know, custom painted, but they're from the same maker. I wasn't making baits at the time. Yeah. So they were from the same maker. So obviously this guy's still getting money for selling his baits. They're just custom painted now. But you can't really tell someone not to once I buy something. I could do whatever the fuck I want with it to be truthful with you. You know what For I'm saying? For sure. Like I, For sure. I mean, it's like if I resell, I paid you your piece and I'm going to resell. That's almost like a horrible example. It, it is. Flipping, it it is because, because <laughs> you know, as, as a bait maker now, my intention is to make a bait for you to fish. That's my intention. Yes. I want you to fish that bait. If you bought a bait from me, I want you to fish it and have fun with it. Yes. So if you immediately go and sell it, I'm not saying my feelings are hurt, but that's that, not the that was, yeah, that wasn't why I made the bait for you. But you can't so, get around that anymore because no. everybody's fucking flipping them, right? Everybody's flipping them. Yeah. Everybody's flipping them. It's, it's crazy what it is now, you know? And I think right now with the way that things are going, I think it's just my turn, you know? I'm pretty sure that um, my turn will come and go. You know, are everyone's flipping your shit right now? Oh, dude, it's crazy. Dude, last week one bait was a thousand bucks. What does that do when you see that? Are you I mean, like, it, what uh, the fuck? Well, man? I mean, it, it obviously it makes you feel good. You know, like <laughs> someone someone values your bait that high, yeah. but obviously they're just out to get you know whatever they can out you of it. You ever thought about putting this? Sounds weird. Stamping a serial number into your bait. I thought about writing the person's name on the bait. <laughs> Honestly. Like, like, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Say you, say you like punch in <clears throat> like a one, five, two or whatever, you know, so you can track that bait. Yeah. That's a lot of work. It is. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like, I mean, I, I can, I can kind of go back in orders and look and be like, okay, this guy ordered this bait in this color. And I know in my mind, that's the only one I've ever done. It makes it a little obvious. You know? Do you know who the bait flippers are? Like, personally? yeah, you can find that out. Yeah, by can, the way, I they, can find that out. the The guys that um that are running the the pages, they don't ever say anything. You know, they obviously they got a reputation. And where do you they know, flip these fucking? I don't, I don't know much about. I, I just see. It. I mean, that's that's something that is not my business. Yeah. So okay. I don't want to get into their business. You could flip but, them on any form, whatever you. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. obviously, if if you go to like Swimbait Underground. And you bought the bait for 140 and you're selling it for 180 technically you're flipping it. Yeah. You're only making 40 bucks, but technically you're flipping it. Do you think people should be policing that? <clears throat> it's their bait. What do you, you know? But what if you're it, on a form? Like if I'm on a form, do you think that I should? St- well, obviously, he, if that's part of their rules, you know, if, yeah. if, if the guy that's running the, the thing, like Swimbait Universe, okay, that, that Facebook group, mm-hmm. they kind of frown on it. You know, Wayne Campbell, he, he frowns on the flipping of baits. He, you know, the idea is to fish the baits. So ultimately, I mean. I, it's like a baseball card so, almost, So the, the way that the guys are getting around it, instead of listing a price for a bait, they're saying PM me offers because obviously they're trying to get the highest amount of money for the bait. And who knows what they need it for? They might need it for family reasons. They mm-hmm. might need it for this. As a as a as a business person, I got to take emotion out of it. But since it's it, 
since it's me doing this stuff, I'm emotionally attached. Of course. You know, but, and the fact that I'm not, you know, producing, you know, thousands and thousands of baits a year, I'm only doing, you know, hundreds of baits, you know, obviously it's, it's, uh, it, it's my time away from my family. It's my time away from going fishing and it's my time away from doing things that, that I like doing. And I'm in my garage making baits, you know? So to me, and that's, the compensation isn't as big as you would want it to be if you're taking that time away. Well, I mean, nothing takes away from the, uh, the value of family, mm-hmm. you know, family is, you know, uh, if, if, if there was a way for me to just sell baits without having to do anything, I'd totally do it. Yeah. You know, get on Shark Tank and have, <laughs> you know, have it made by Mark Cuban. <laughs> do you think, how about this? I've asked like uh, people like Mike Gilbert and different guys, do you think you could make a production mold, like a production of your bait that'll be the same that you make that goes out to the public? Like say you wanted to make it for Tackle Warehouse, say you... you talking about like out of ABS? Yeah, something like that, or however they make them. I'm not sure. Um, well, the thing the thing with that is, um, yes, it can be done. You think so? I think so. Um, but how much is it going to cost to do that? I mean, though, you, what is the startup for that? I have no yeah. idea. You know, I'm just a garage builder. Yeah. You know? Have you ever had a company come to you with anything like that? No, I've no. never had anybody. I've had people ask, like, "Oh, you discontinued that bait? Could I, could I buy that?" Mold. that mold or that master from you and i've entertained the idea but yeah. what what kind of price do you put on that you know if i'm if you're using something that i created obviously we would have to take the branding logo off of it it couldn't be a piz bait anymore you know it'd have to be something else so i'd have to fill in uh the logo that's on the baits um but everybody's going to know what that bait is. Like it, I've been integrity I, wise. Like, would you want well, that as a person? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't want to buy a mold off of someone, but that's hard thing to say. Like, I think what I would do at that point would be like, all right, if you want to buy a bait from me, I will carve you a new bait. I'll test it. I'll make sure that it runs right. I'll give you the formula and this is how much it's going to cost for my time. So almost like real innovations. Basically. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, have you ever had your stuff tuned? What do you mean? Like the way that Roe does it? Like Okay, so I've been working with Roe for about a year and a half now. Oh, really? Cool, yeah. man. So, and basically what he's done for me is taken my hand-carved baits, 3D scanned them, and just cleaned them up. Yeah. They still look exactly the same, only they are are mirrored on each side. And what that does for symmetrical, me... Symmetrical, right? They're symmetrical. Yes. So what that does for me, it helps me to just have every bait come out the same. Like if, if the hole is pre-drilled, um, it's always going to be in the same spot. The bait's always going to swing the same left to the right. And that's all that, that that's really helped me do. That's cool. You know, Mm -hmm. it's helped me on the production side of things. The look is the same. It still looks like a hand carved bait. You know, it doesn't look mechanical. It doesn't look like it was created in a computer. Um, it's still all my hand carved. So I basically send him a master. He scans it. He sends me a master back. He doesn't do my molds. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything else for me. He just gives you a master. Yeah. 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 So my turnaround time with him is fairly fast because I know what I want. He knows what I want and he can just get it done. He doesn't have, there's no back and forth. There's no, have you um, tried to work with other companies before real like that? 
No. No? No. They're pretty I met, much the only... So I, I met Jake through um, Instagram. Okay. Um, but I actually met him physically in person when I went to the Bassmaster Classic two years ago. He was down there um, in the Optimum booth or, yeah. or in one of the... In one of those booths, he was down yeah, there. I think because he works for Pano, he works for Optimum. Yeah. Right, yeah. So he was down there. We were texting each other, hey, you know, let's meet up on this day, uh, this time. I'm over here in this area. That's cool. And, um, I mean, we we talked a lot. I mean, we talked like we'd known each other for a while. But it also helps because you, you create friendships and bonds through, you know, instant messenger and private messages and video chats and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I don't know why. I just like video chatting with people. Are you like you and Danny? Danny Delta dude. <laughs> <laughs> don't even each get other me started balls. on that guy. No, you guys are fucking. <laughs> We're you know, always busting funny. each other's yeah, no, balls. I, he's always. a great guy. I, I, oh, that, dude. Yeah. that guy is that guy is amazing. Yeah. I like him a lot. And we bust each other. Like we've been going back and forth. So like the Giants and the A's just played this last weekend, uh-huh. and, and I'm sure you saw by the stories. Yeah. I mean, he was tagging me. You know, I kind of jinxed myself before <laughs> and I said, hey, you know, you better get your excuses ready, yeah. you know, before the games even started and what happened, my team got swept. So, <laughs> But I, I mean, it's stuff like that, that you, uh, you make, like, that's how I met Danny for the podcast, through the podcast. Mm-hmm. Now I become friends with him and Caesar, and, yeah. you know, and then it uh, just continues to grow. You just meet guys like that, yeah. you know, it's like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've met, gosh, I met so many good people through, through baits that I would never have gotten an opportunity to because, you know, this opens up fishing, you know, just fishing in general opens up so much avenues. I mean, even just being out on the water and coming across another guy on the, on a boat, you just start talking and rapping out and, yeah. you know, some, you know, something can be created from that or, just, you know, it could just be a passing by thing. Yes. You know, so, uh, I mean, like, like, like for instance, like some, some friendships don't always start out good. You know, they don't, they don't always start out good. Oh, I've had about like in the yeah. fishing industry, I've had probably three dudes that I couldn't stand. Get, well, no, we had a, uh, you know, yeah. I told before me and you know, Hopper, Ryan Hopper. Yeah. The tattoo guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, I didn't have a good experience with him first. Now we're buds. He drew the shirt. Yeah. I mean, Hopper, I didn't, the first time I met him was real weird and we kind of had a weird yeah, and I didn't like him, so you know, I we talked it out, and it's like, dude, he's a buddy. Yeah, I just, you know, I called him back. He called me the other day, and and uh, you it, you just don't know people. And, yeah, you know, like sometimes. It's, yeah, I mean, know? well, you know, with with Facebook groups and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm on there too. I I see it. You know, I see what people are saying, whether it's good or bad. You know, <laughs> hey, and don't read the comments, bro. I can't help it. Do you read comments, really? Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, tell you. You want to hear a story about comments? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I I posted a video of me um, falling over my bike drunk on Fourth of July. My son's bike It's on Instagram. I saw that. Okay, so America's Got No Talent put it up. <laughs> okay, they asked think, if they could use it. I said no problem. Um, they put it up, and then I read the comments, and I'm like, oh man, I should have put that up. Oh, that yeah. piece of shit gonna go beat his kid. Look at those fuck. I wear diehards. Everyone knows that they're they're comfortable. They're my work boots. I fucking am usually doing work around the house. So I got my diehards on. I'm lighting fucking fireworks. Yeah. And I eat shit. It's funny. But I'm like, dude, I shouldn't have read those comments because I'm like, wow, that sucks. Yeah. I bet he fucking beats his wife. I'm like, shit, dude. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a little bit different. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, con- the comments change, I guess you could say. Like sometimes, um, 
Like for right now, like like right now, Piz is super popular. Yes. So there's a lot of guys that that are mad that they can't get them. You know, there's a and then and then they say that. You know, they're like, oh well, you have to be in the circle jerk to get that. You know, and it's like it's not true. You know, like I've had more new customers in the last year and a half that I've never heard of before. How does your how does your drop work then? How many okay do you usually drop? So um, a drop usually. Um, well, drops are new for me. I just started doing it because of like the whole COVID thing, because what ended up happening was, is I would take a pre-order from somebody. I would take their money up front because I'm small business. You know, I can't make something and then sit on it. You know, who knows how long I'm going to sit on it because it wasn't always popular. It wasn't always like that. I would have baits on the website and they would sit. So how, when do you think you really the last year you popped? No, probably like two years ago. Okay, it's kind of like... It's, it's been about two years, yeah. So, um, and I think a lot of it has to do, obviously, with Swimbait Universe, Instagram. Um, Which is kind of cool because a lot of the guys I've had on are, are uh, not saying there's anything bad with uh, Underground, but you, you kind of grew up or came up as a Universe guy. Yeah, um, I mean, swim, okay, so Swimbait Nation was around. Yeah, I've uh, heard the forum. of yeah. Um, there was another swim bait, um, uh, forum. Um, but a lot of times I never posted, you know, yeah. like even, even I'm on swim bait underground, uh-huh. but I think I probably, I think I've been on there since 2010 and I probably have 50 posts, but who, so, you know, the dude from swim bait university kind of boys. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So swim bait universe on Facebook was, um, originally created, I think after Swimbait Nation, okay. Uh, that website like, that was someone, like someone first, deleted the forum. Like, that was the first big Swimbait yeah, website I think so. was Nation. I think right? so. I mean, I just remember I remember the you know seeing Swimbait Nation and then at the at the header, uh, you'd have like four guys at the header holding big bass and stuff like that. So, and I remember you know Buka being one of them, Mike Long being one of them. Uh, come on, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couple you other can't guys. say that name well, without giggling nowadays. Yeah, and you know, we're I, that's not what this podcast no, is going to no, be about. I'm not no. getting into anything right now about that. <laughs> um, but long story short, um, so I believe, uh, I want to say his name is David, and this guy named Eric. They started the Swimbait group, the Swimbait Universe group, um, on Facebook. Okay, and that became like the new place um, for, uh, swim baiters to go and talk about it because at the time, probably everybody had Facebook. So I got invited on day one. I've been in there since day one. And, um, you know, I look back at some of my posts and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I was a nerd, you know, <laughs> I was a straight up nerd. Hey, you what know? do you think changed? Ah, you're not a nerd anymore. No, I'm still a nerd. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely still, I'm you, still a nerd. <laughs> I'm more of a smart ass than a nerd, that's for sure. Yeah. I I my mouth's probably get me in more trouble than than anything. But you so, but you had your uh a lot of your promotional stuff is done through universe. Yeah. So um, you know, getting back to kind of you know, the going from the start to the finish or start yeah. to where I'm at now. So um, you know, I, I tried to do different avenues. Um I went to um I tried to do a lot of local stuff. So I started doing bassathons and then I started doing, uh, um, 
other other like local shows. I wanted to do Fred Hall, but Fred Hall is pretty expensive. Like just to get a booth was like twenty five hundred bucks, and a lot. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, well, you can come in my booth," and then, but that's retail. You know, then I got to give them forty percent of anything that I make, and I don't want to do that. I work too hard to give someone else so much of a cut. You know, I understand for the marketing purposes and stuff like that that you're going to have marketing costs, and that's probably, um, you know, it probably break even. At, you know, at some point, mm-hmm. but to to do Fred Hall was too much. So I I liked it like Fred Hall in San Diego. It wasn't as expensive. I didn't do that though. Fred Hall Bakersfield was a lot cheaper. It was only like six seven hundred dollars for a booth. But, but you don't get the same. Yeah, you exposure. don't get the same exposure. Yeah. Um, so. Like I tried to do like, um, so I went to the big Bass Dreams event that they had at uh, Sun Country. Um, I went to there and I had some some baits for sale and stuff like that. And I met Oliver um, for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he seemed to have a really good thing going with big Bass Dreams. Yeah. Um, so I bought one of those uh, promotional packages that he had on there and he would have my logo on his website and he'd do some promotional stuff and I sent him some lures and stuff like that to do promotional stuff with and to have on his guided trips oh, cool. um, so that people who maybe didn't even know what a piz bait was would, would um, find out, would find out. Yeah. yeah. Through him. So uh, I did a six month package and um, it was, uh, it was pretty good, you know, I started getting a little bit more of a following and cool. stuff like that. Um, but I I still feel like I kind of didn't get as much out of it as I thought, if that makes sense. What like, did you expect to get out well, of it? Well, I mean, I expected maybe more posts, you know, like regarding like, hey, check these out. Or, um, you know, um, I got this video up and I'm using these baits, you know, check them out type of thing. But did um, he did he spell that out in his package? Kind of like you know I don't know. See that's that's so that's so there was three tiers okay. of packages, you know, and they were each a different cost, and they each came with different stuff. And I just started out at the low end, so maybe I expected more than what I was actually supposed to get. Mm-hmm. At no fault to him, yeah. Of but course. It just, you know, just for some, you know, like like I said, it was good, and I felt like I got good stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like. I didn't get as much as I, as I expected. So I didn't renew. Yeah. So, and I told him, you know, I said, Hey, you know, I, I, I tried it. I didn't like it. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, of course. Oliver, I mean, what is it? What else can you yeah, say? I mean, Oliver's great person. Yeah. He's obviously great at marketing. He's, he's got, I don't know, a bazillion, jillion followers. Yeah. You know, he's always posting that he's somewhere around the world, which is cool. You know, he's doing what he's, he wanted to do. You know, you you quit your job and you go follow your crazy. your passion yeah. or your dream. You know, yeah. in his case, his dream. Yeah. So, um, I did. Uh, what did I do? I've done a couple toxic day events. Did you ever um, like promote in like Western Outdoor News or some shit like that? Yes, you did. Yeah. So, um, Mike Bond, uh, he is. Uh, he was one of the guys you know that Mike worked then? there. Yeah. I actually, just started talking to Mike. He's a great guy. He. Uh, you know, he ran an ad for me before uh, one of the bassathons in his Western Outdoor News, mm-hmm. so to get a little bit more exposure because he was he was with it. He liked what I was doing, so really good guy. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what he's up to now, but um, you know, we're still friends on Facebook, and I still see what he posts and stuff like that. 
So really good guy. Um, but anyway, kind of jumping back to like um, some of the things that, that I did um, to try to make a name for myself. I um, um, I met a guy that worked for Damiki and um oh don't tell me it's this fucking asshole <laughs> well there might be two fucking okay. assholes that there's only there. one asshole i know from Demiki. <laughs> oh, okay well anyway um so this uh this local guy um his name is uh rodney uh he uh got me in touch with the guys at Demiki, and um that's where i met daniel and ray um that piece of shit daniel <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> what's up daniel <laughs> no just kidding daniel's a he's a, a big the, supporter of yeah, the show too he's super he's, super he's nice also guy. yeah he's a great guy yeah anyway um uh so i met them and they were they uh their headquarters were right here in valencia yeah so it wasn't much to just go over and just talk to them meet them and um you know um you know it was just those three guys um, and I think they had like a secretary at the time that was mm-hmm. at, at the front, but it was just those three guys. And I was kind of surprised that, you know, that big of an operation is just run by three guys. Yeah. Um, but, um, I got, you know, talking to them a lot, um, showed them, you know, they wanted to see my stuff. And then, um, you know, they had the idea to, um, paint colors for them. Um, so I, so they gave me, uh, some blanks and, um, I started coming up with color ideas that they didn't have. Yeah. Like they were a Korean based, uh, company. So, um, you know, a lot of overseas colors are not American colors, you know, just this type of forge that's, that's out here versus yeah. out there. Um, and you know, I think they do a lot of saltwater stuff too. Um, or they were doing it at the time. So, uh, I wanted to try to give them something that would be popular in the U.S. market. So I came up with uh, six colors, um, and they ended up using them. What baits were those on? Um, they were on all their little uh, crankbaits, jerkbaits. The Abyss. Uh, pop, using on the Abyss. Uh, the Abyss 90. That's one of my favorite yeah. jerkbaits, dude. Dude, the, the, the <laughs> DC 100, has, yeah. that little shallow crankbait caught a ton of fish Yeah, you know, back in the day. Um <laughs> And they ended up using two colors and they actually, you know, they, they, um, they called them Piz Frost and Piz Golden Shiner. That's fucking awesome. And I believe they're still in the catalog today. Yeah. And that was, you know, eight years ago, you know, nine years ago. So, um, it's cool to have something like that, you know, and a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. You know, I, I, that's not something that, you know, I've, you know, I've, you know, brag, I don't, I don't brag about a lot of stuff. This is the cool thing is you meet dudes like. I don't know. I'm two years deep. I don't know anyone before I just fished on my own. Didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. So every time I talk to someone, like I talk to Daniel, I'm like, Hey, you know, Piz? He's like, I know fucking Piz. Mm. I'm like, Oh really? He's like, yeah, dude, you f- I fucking, you know, and I'm like, Oh no way. I'm going to have him on the podcast. And yeah. he's laughing, you know, like it's uh, cool to hear people go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're boys. I mean, or, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, he, he invited me to his wedding. Yeah. You know, I went to his wedding, you know, it was at the dream center. Um, <laughs> which is kind of an inside joke, you know, <laughs> because Oliver was there at the wedding too. Oh, so was I was he? like, I go, maybe you have the hookup with the dream guy getting married in the dream center. You know, I know Daniel's going to hate me for that, but <laughs> you know, it was just such a, you know, inside good. joke. Daniel but, needs jabs. Yeah. He does. Daniel's, Daniel's good people. And you know, one, one, you know, they invited me out to, uh, I cast one year when it was in Las Vegas and they had all the, 
the um his colors out on display in their box and stuff like that and it and it uh that brought good exposure because they have you know at the time they have you know uh brian thrift is one of their pros on the do. flw yeah. yeah and um you know a lot of people were coming to that booth to see stuff and you did know, you kind of get to see more of an inside how the company runs a little like you know what i'm saying since you're trying to like figure out uh your promotion advertising and then you kind of get to pick yeah, someone's I mean, pick pick someone's brain a little, going, "Hey, yeah." But I mean, some of these corporations have you know money. Yeah, that's what I didn't really have was the bankroll. You know, I've had guys that that were interested in like putting up some money, you know, to build it somehow. But how do you build? from the garage you know the only way to go is from production and and, you're, and i don't what, have any what contacts. i feel like with a with a um swim bait company like something you do mm-hmm. it's very personable like you got I have to be able to reach you for sure if i don't i feel like it's not it's like i could go to river to sea or something you know what i'm saying yeah it's like not the same yeah so like let's say you know let's say you get a bait and there's a problem with it i'm the one that's going to fix it you know, a corporation, you had a problem with the bait. They're just going to mail you out a new one. Exactly. You know, no skin off their back. It's, yeah. it, they probably have, you know, cost predetermined in their budget saying, okay, we have this we much a lot. We two of them, yeah. whatever, yeah. Yeah, to me, it's it's a whole new process, a whole new bait. You know, it's going to take time. I'm going to have to go back and forth to the lake a couple times. And that's, you know, that's why building baits is so personal to me. And when they don't get the use that they're intended for, I, I do get sour, but you know, I try not to, I try not to let it bother me too much, but at the same time, deep down inside it, obviously it's going to bother you. Of you course, know, it's not, dude. it's not about the money, you know, it's not about the popularity or the fame or, you know, or any of that. It was just, it's like me working on something and now you have it and now you hope you, I enjoy it. Exactly. I feel exactly. like it's the same reason I do. It's, it's creating a memory. It's the same thing I do this podcast. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't get anything out of this, but I get knowledge from dudes. I get to meet cool people. And of course people will give me shit sometimes and I'm very appreciative. Anyone, you know, it does yeah. give me stuff, but it's more of like, yeah, I have a job. This is just something fun I do that I love doing. Yeah. And, uh, I could see what you're trying to say. Yeah. Exactly. So for example, yesterday, um, Guy sends me a picture. I, you know, he was up fishing before me, you know, before I even woke up. So yeah. I wake up, wake up at like seven thirty in the morning and I have messages. I'm tagged on Instagram, new PB. And I'm, I'm already immediately stoked before I, my eye, before I even got the eye crusties out, you know, <laughs> like I'm looking at my phone, like through one eye. Cause I can't open up the other one and everything else like that. And, and your wife got, goes on your phone he, already. huh? Yeah. And he caught, he caught a nine pound, eight pound, uh, <laughs> nine pound, eight ounce largemouth on my rat bait. Wow. And, um, his state record is only 12 pounds. Dude, that's great. Yeah. So Washington state. Wow. And just, I mean, it was just, it's just amazing. I mean, I get, I get messages, you know, I wake up to messages like that all the time because a lot of clients are East coast and stuff like that. So the, I'll see what time they message me. It's like eight o'clock their time, but five o'clock my time. But just to have like good positive messages in the morning, it kind of makes my day. You, you know? have a different clientele you think East coast than over here? Absolutely. He really is bigger. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think, I think, uh, because there's there hasn't been a lot of local stuff like there hasn't been a bassathon in, over there. In like no, 
here. here there hasn't yeah, been a Bassathon right. in like two or three years or something like that. So, and since I don't do Fred Hall, local guys only hear through word of mouth. Yes. You know, or through social media. But the guys that I'm talking to on a daily basis are all East Coast guys, you know. So the East Coast guys, so I've, I've actually been out East Coast um, quite a few times now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've met some, you know, great people out there at these shows and just not even at the shows, just going to hang out with people. For for instance, like Johnny Ellis, I've been to his house a couple times now and, you know, he's, he's amazing. He's, he's like, he's like a brother to me now. So like if, if you want to talk about Johnny Ellis a little bit, because I, a lot of, this is a little more, I'm going to say 10% East coast based. So, uh, I meant West coast based. So who's Johnny Ellis? Like? Okay. So J- Johnny Ellis, he's just a guy from, uh, near Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh-huh. Um, he's a big swim bait advocate. All he, all he does is throw swim baits. Um, and, um, we actually got off to a little bit of a bumpy start. Um, you know, like, like I said before, I read all the comments, you know, which say you shouldn't do, but I, but I do when, when I'm at work, I'm bored and just reading the comments. Hey, now they're going to get so, you. Watch. They're going to so, get you now, dude. I know. I know. There's going to be comments and I'm going to be having to, uh, try to find Easter eggs and comments <laughs> and stuff like that. So anyway, so, um, the way I met Johnny Ellis, um, in the, uh, in the swim bait universe group, they have this, uh, secret Santa every year. And, um, what it is, is guys, um, will gift other members in the group. It's an assigned thing. So they only allow like, um, a hundred total people to get in and then they're grouped is it by like twos. A, every year you have to to like put your name in or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so there'll be, you know, f- f- uh, one guy will get the other, the other guy, you know, you'll be assigned a guy type of thing. Um, and, uh, one guy, uh, randomly hit me up and said, Hey, uh, I'd like to get a bait for, uh, Johnny Ellis and have you paint it and, and send it directly to him for the secret Santa. And I said, no. And he was like, why not? And I said, well, because Johnny's been, you know, not necessarily bad mouthing me. Has he fished your bait? Did he fish your baits at the time? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. You just didn't like your bait. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, when we talked about it, he basically said that he had never fished it. So he couldn't make a comment on it, which is true. You know, if, if you've never fished something, how could you make a positive what or negative comment? What did he do to comment? piss you off? <laughs> uh, he was just saying like, like every time, like, someone would mention, oh, you know, use Piz is, is a painter or mm-hmm. use a Piz bait. He would mention another, you know, he would undermine it and, you know, say, oh, you got to use this other guy or you got to use this other guy because that's all he knew. So um, basically it got back to him and Johnny messaged me and said, hey, do we have like some beef that I don't know about? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, do we? Because I see your comments and I want to know how... I can get you either persuaded, change it. Let me change your mind. You know, I, I'm, this is, I know my product, you know, if you've never fished it, you should try it. Yeah. He's like, well, I was just saying that because I had never fished your paint before. So I didn't know how well it held up. So he was, so basically I started it all. Basically from there, we just started talking like every day and then, you know, time went on and i went to his house and met his family and oh that's fucking yeah, cool man stayed at his house for um you know almost a week um we went to uh, i flew out to his house and then we drove to the bassmaster classic oh, damn. um he's come up and helped me uh 
he drove up from uh, North Carolina to Boston to help me for the show. Thing? No, that was for um, the the New England Fishing Expo. Um, that was in that was just this last January. How did that go? Crazy. It was absolutely crazy. A lot I, of I people. Mean, yeah. So, um, dude, that was right before COVID hit, huh? And you know what? I was kind of worried that. Uh, did you hear after anything the fact? At that no. Time? So, no. so the only thing that was dominating the news at the time, and it kind of sucks because I was in Boston when it happened. What Kobe Bryant died. So, and Boston hates Kobe Bryant. You know, so to be there and Kobe Bryant <laughs> they dying. Did not care. Well, I mean, obviously, we're all just kind of like, did you hear what happened? And then yeah. obviously, when someone of that stature passes away in the way that he did and his daughter yeah you just can't you, you just can't help you know not to feel yeah. the pain you know but if you have kids i'm not even a basketball fan and i'm like damn i couldn't imagine yeah you know what it, I'm saying? It's, it's just such a sad situation yeah but i mean getting back to johnny i mean he's he's uh he's he's been like a brother to me you know we, we talk all the time you know i i try to uh at least be in touch with him you know, if not every other day, you know, at least once a week. Um, you know, I met, I met his dad when his dad was sick before he passed away. And, uh, that was just, it was just an honor because, you know, you, you, you make so many good friendships with people that you may never meet, you know, but to meet his family and to be accepted by his family and his dad talking to me about lures and Johnny saying, Hey dad, this is the guy that made that, that bluegill that you absolutely loved and, you know, shook hands and hugged and everything else. I mean, that was just, that was a, that was a a good trip and a sad trip. I mean, it was just so many emotions, you know, I I went there expecting, um, you know, to be, have more fun, but at the time family came first, family's important. And I was there to support Johnny no matter what he needed, whether he needed to talk, whether he needed to just be quiet, whether he needed to go fish. I mean, we didn't fish very much that trip, which it is what it is. But at the same time, um, we made the best of it. But you're hanging out with a buddy and like the moral of the the whole thing I think you said is like you're getting to meet the dude. Kind of like what the podcast is. I get to meet you. Yeah. More than I just hear about how you fish your bait. Right. Which is great. But that's not kind of what the podcast is more about you, like shit like this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which I think is amazing. Like, you know, having that interaction with someone and, yeah. you know, well, not, I, not just be fishing. It's like a, it's actually being a friend. Well, I've met. Okay. So when I went to the Boston show and I'd never been to Boston before, but uh, when I went there, I met guys that I had been talking to for five plus years on, you know, they've been customers for, you know, five plus years that we talk back and forth we text back and forth we you know message or call or whatever and just to finally get to meet him is really cool because i don't know if i'll ever get to meet him again yeah, something could happen yeah. anything could happen you know and just to be able to meet him and then talk about like their fish stories or their catch stories and stuff like that that's that's what it's all about you know i i really enjoy that kind of stuff i really enjoy rapping out with people about you know fishing whether whether they're fishing my baits or just fishing in general you know um, ever since I got into fishing again, because I fished when I was a kid, obviously with mm-hmm. my, with my grandpa and cousins and stuff like that. But when I got into this type of fishing, it, it became more about like, you know, the lasting friendships and stuff like that. You know, guys that, that 
don't really care about the baits. They care more about like the success of the baits. You know, they're happy to get baits, but they want they're they're stoked to see how much it's blown up. They're like, dude, you know, got you you're you're not only are your baits catching fish, but now they're obviously flipping for so much more, you know. <laughs> and it's like hey, good and the bad, right? Well, like you said. I mean I mean <laughs> It, it is it is what it is i yeah. mean you know i can't control what someone else is going to do with their stuff yeah so but they're stoked to see it yeah they're like damn you can like like you could literally go celebrate for 500 bucks right now if you wanted to and i'm like i could but that's not my business model you know my do you mom, think there's a there's a cap on baits like a, a uh like a gentleman's handshake on like how much you kind of sell a bait for between the bait makers uh, no, I, I think a lot of pricing has to do with what someone else is pricing it at. Uh, who do like, you think everyone looks at for pricing? Um, well, I always looked at Hinkle's really. Yeah. I always looked at, well, okay. So Hinkle wasn't a, like as known when I first started. So when I first started, um, back in 2012 carving baits and then in 2013, actually producing, um, the rule of thumb was $10 an inch. So if a bait was seven inches long, that bait was 70 bucks. That was, that seems fair. Yeah. But do you do the same thing now? No. Different. No. Now that I know the, the, the costs that are involved and, and the time that's involved, um, I basically, um, I, I basically priced my baits in the upper, I call it the upper fair amount, you know, because I'm not the most expensive out there, but I'm not like in the middle ground either because I know my product, you know, I know what that's I put That's a cool out. thing to talk about too, because there is different tiers of swim bait pricing and making, correct? Sure. Like a... Yeah, I've, I've been recently judged as a tier two bait maker by someone on... Oh, <laughs> on I want to hear about this. This is fucking <laughs> great. Do you think so, you're a tier two? That's the question. Um, yes and no. I mean, obviously, hey, I'm, obviously, I'm glad how honest you okay, are, you know? <laughs> so, so to me, a top tier guy is a guy that's innovating, you know, in the swim, like bait, a Rago, like a Rago. Obviously okay. he's, you know, one of the guys that, you know, started swim baiting and, and, you know, there's other guys out there that started making swim baits way back before I even knew what a swim bait was, which is fine. They're the innovators because they started it. But I mean, there's, you know, there's obviously guys, uh, HUD, you know, yes, they're obviously yeah. guys that started what we're doing today. You know, if they, if they didn't have it, would I be here? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, triple trout was there. Uh, I don't know when he started, but I mean, he was my first exposure to swim baits. Yeah. So, um, and the only reason why I even knew about triple trouts is because when I was painting, guys were sending me triple trouts to paint. Yeah. You know, so that's basically your how top I got my tier right there. You, f you feel you figure? Well, I, I would I would say that as as innovators and pioneers, now there's probably guys that have come out with stuff that we've like never could have never never saw before. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's innovation in itself. Um, to me, I wanted to what whatever I made, I wanted to make it the best that it possibly could be. You know, and there's a lot of growing pains and a lot of learning, um, going, going through the steps. And that's not only just the building part of it, but that's the painting part of it. Because when you paint a crankbait, 
the process for that is not even close to the process of, you know, painting a resin bait or even painting a wood bait. Wood and resin are two different animals in themselves. Yeah. You know, there's so much more involved with wood baits. I would never want to get into just making wood baits. There's just, there's just no way. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, if I had a full fledged wood shop, you know, that, um, that had the tools to be able to mass produce that kind of stuff, then maybe, but I mean, that's, that can't that's, even, you can't even with that, the wood shop, each fucking wood bit, you'd have to have like a CNC that cut the wood out Yeah, because it'd be such a fucking bitch. Yeah. Cut. Well, Only because I do have, a little uh, woodworking, you know, it's like, fuck man. They, they have lathes that mimic what your master is yes. and will lathe turn, um, you know, the shape of a bait. Yeah. So that you don't have to do anything. All you got to do is put a new block of wood on, press start, and it, it automatically comes out. So that, as far as a, a production line goes, I mean, my hat's off to wood bait makers. They're, some of their stuff is absolutely stunning. I mean, you know, Roman Made makes a lot of baits, and they're all hand Does anyone in here locally make a wood bait only? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I... I couldn't imagine how much I would go for if well, you had to do just wood. Probably double whatever. I, I go, yeah. You, I mean, you could, you could obviously say, okay, this took a lot of hours to do, and then you put your time value on it, and that's how much oh, you're going to charge. I mean, you know, I mean, resin baits are already getting expensive as it is. You yeah. know, ranging. You know, my my baits start now at one forty, and the highest price is two fifty. So, um. I couldn't imagine actually taking more time to build a bait, more time to tune a bait because each piece of wood is different. Resin is pretty much all the same. So once you figure it out, you got it figured out. Yeah. You know, you just keep pouring the lead, whatever you got to do, whatever you got to do, you know, whatever your process is, once you figured it out, if you can continually match what you're doing and, and your baits come out, you know, the same every single time, it saves you more time on the back end of having the, to basically test everything. And that's kind of where row helped me out is because everything now was symmetrical so that as long as my drill marks were on center line, the bait was coming out the same every single time and I didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. So, I mean, there, you know, it's, I always say that it's been a one man show. Um, but it's been, you know, it's been guys helping me and it's not just guys that have helped me in the garage. It's guys that have, you know, giving me their input, um, giving me their feedback, testing stuff, um, trying stuff, catching stuff, um, helping me, you know, build stuff in the garage. I've had friends, you know, come over and <laughs> come bet. over and help. And, you know, a lot of, you know, some guys, some guys I pay them and then some guys get paid in baits because they want baits. So sounds like um, a deal, dude. Well, it, I mean, it, it, it could be, it could, it could very well be, you know, I, I appreciate their help more than they could ever imagine. Um, you know, since we kind of skipped over the whole thing, how did you get into the bait making part? And so, who did you go to? Like, cause I feel like you're kind of like a, of the newer generation of swim bait makers, like the, you know, glide baits or, you know, crank downs, stuff like that. You're kind of the, one of the first people to kind of do the garage building, when it got bigger on social media about that, you know? So, um, so basically, um, it was getting harder to get baits to paint it's swim baits, uh, crank baits. You can just go on website and, and get whatever you needed. But, um, swim baits were getting a little bit harder and it, the process for taking a bait that I bought from the store, sanding it down, 
you know, taping it off and primering and doing all that stuff was, was just as much as if I was to build one. So a friend of mine at the time was like, Hey, um, there's guys local to you that I'm friends with that makes baits. And, and, and those guys were Ty Lure and, uh, Tyler and Chris were just a little garage set up in, in their, in their house. And, um, uh, we set up a, uh, a meetup over there and basically that's kind of how I learned how to build a bait, if that makes sense. Like the process of the building the bait, the materials that I needed, where I needed to go to get it, um, the products that I needed to make it. Um, and I, I basically learned from them that process. And as I started growing, some of their processes didn't work for me anymore. You know, it was, I was, I found an easier way to do it or a better way to do it or a more consistent way to do it. Um, because you're never going to learn anything unless you do it yourself. You know, I agree. You're only going to learn. And it also, it helps to have another set of eyes, you know, and being such a beginner in swim baiting, uh, I didn't know if I was doing it right or wrong. You know, I, I mean, there wasn't a ton of videos out there, uh, helping you out. There wasn't a ton of YouTube videos out there on what a bait looks like in the water. Um, did you ever hit up triple trout and give any for it any advice? No, I never did. No, I never did. Uh, I felt like, um, be slapping the face. No, No, not really. Um, but, um, the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A couple guys were willing to talk, uh, but I didn't go to them directly to talk about that kind of stuff. Like, you know, as you, as you, as I went along, you make friends with people and some of those friends, uh, make baits Mm -hmm. and you bounce ideas back and forth with guys. And that's how, um, you know, guys build baits a certain way. Okay. So why did you use that joint? Why did you use that material? Why did you use this? You know, and then I tried it. And then if I didn't like it, I scrapped it, you know. Yeah. Um, there's obviously some old baits out there that I made in the beginning that are probably trash, you know. <laughs> They're probably not. Like anything else, though. Well, yeah. It, but you did have one thing above everyone else. Which was? Paint. That's that's true. That's right? true. I mean. I, I, I felt like if there's anything that I could offer would be really nice paint jobs really nice product that would hold up and a good swimming bait. 
that was kind of like my one two punch. But your that, beats are very clean. They they are. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you did take your time to really. Yeah, I, I didn't. I I never really rushed. You know, it, I'm I'm so picky about things, and then obviously. Um, when you, uh, are, are building something, you have no idea what it's going to do until yeah, you try it. Yeah. So, I mean, I have molds, you know, that are, that were no good. You You're know? just walking in and looking to the right and seeing the fucking stack of molds. Oh, I'm like, that. shit, dude. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We're, we're in production mode over <laughs> here now. We try to make things faster. Yeah. It doesn't always work, but we try. <laughs> um, so, um, I, I went. At the time, I, I lived in Castaic, so uh, I was right there at the lagoon testing lures every single day, trying stuff. And what I thought would work, maybe the next guy didn't think would work. Or my idea of a slow sink bait was someone else's idea of a fast sink bait or a medium sink. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of my older stuff was built towards what I wanted, you know. And then if you bought one, cool, you know. It was... the. The only thing I cared about was making my boat payment every single month. Like if I, if <laughs> I that made, what the, was that the deal you told that the was, wife? That was said, a deal. Hey, that was the deal. The boat payment will be paid by the bait company. Exactly. That was the reason why I was one of the, that was a good idea. I yeah. need to get sponsors guys. So I get a new fucking boat. <laughs> so I'd be building more like a chump over here. Yeah. And, and I literally had like a five second window to get the boat. And the wife was like, okay, let's, let's do it. You've been waiting long enough. Cause we were like in between, you know, wanting to buy another house. And, yeah. And other stuff. And she gave me a five second window and I called Angler's Marine and I said, do you have any bass boats that aren't red? <laughs> That's You don't like red? No. Why? Red bass boats? No, I don't like them. No. I don't no. Like so I ended up with a blue Mariah Carey glitter sparkle <laughs> Ranger Z119. Mariah Carey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blue glitter. That's why That's why I put a wrap on it. I, I couldn't deal with the, yeah, with the glitter. Yeah, of course. So now it's stealth mode. It's gunmetal gray. And then it just has like you know, other stickers around. Yeah. But, um, but getting back to, you know, the building part of it, I like, I felt like everything that I had learned from Ty Lure, um, I could make my, my own way and have it work. There's still a few things that they taught me that, um, that I still use today, the techniques and stuff like that. Um, but it's evolved a lot since then. And, um, just recently, uh, within the last year, I met this, uh, guy who bought, bought some apparel and, um, I saw that he lived just three miles away and I'm like, I'm not, I, I messaged him. I'm like, I'm not going to ship you this stuff from three miles away. You want to come pick it up? Yeah. And he came and picked it up and then he brought some lures that he built. Like he's like, check these out. And I'm like, Oh, these are cool. No yeah. dude named Mark. Um, and, uh, we got to talking and we spent probably a good hour in the garage just talking and stuff like that and getting to know each other. And he told me that, you know, that he does like, um, effects makeup and all that oh, stuff. So he knew for, a lot about. Yeah. So he knows a lot about like molds and building and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And basically it came off as like a trade. So, I became his apprentice and he became my apprentice, you know, oh, type of thing. Yeah, so dude. we're just been helping each other for like the past year, you know, helping each other. He's helping me. Is he doing his own bait deal too? Yeah. He has his own baits. What's the name of his company? It's uh Chuck Bates. Chuck Bates. Okay. Yeah. So That's fucking cool. Yeah. So, and he calls it Chuck because his dad's name was Chuck. And, uh, so he named it after his father. Oh, that's cool. Um, man. but I mean, he's, 
he's a great guy. I mean, yeah. not just for what he's shown me or anything else like that, but I mean, you know, he's, uh, he's got, he's obviously guys that work in the movie industry. They got ideas, you know, <laughs> did got, you have, Oh, I had a guy on his name, Sandy Calera. Listen to his episode. He's actually, uh, he carves like big statues, but he made some baits too. Mm-hmm. But he, that's what he did. He worked yeah. in the movie industry. It's great. Yeah, yeah. He has a lot to say about it. So, and then, uh, the, you know, with the COVID and everything hitting and everything getting shut down, he hasn't, you know, he's been out of work. So I've been using and abusing him. Good, dude. Right. I mean, <laughs> you he's know? probably stoked. Or- yeah. But you know what? Like I said, it, it's been a trade off this whole time. I've been helping him yeah. with his, with his bait making. I've been helping him with his paint techniques. Um, and I'd love to see him get to where I'm at, you know, big following. Um, he makes good baits. I mean, they look good. Yeah. They, they swim yeah. good. He's been posting on his Instagram that, uh, fish catches and stuff like that. So, I mean, I wish him all the best, you know, and you know, if he, if he passes me up later on, good, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, we both helped each other, you know, that was the whole point. So, um, but just, you know, getting back to the whole building stuff, I mean, it, it's, it's, everybody thinks, oh, you just pop a bait out of the mold, it's ready to go. It, it's not. You gotta sand that, it. You gotta I mean, the- yeah, I mean, you're filing, you know, stems and pore spouts and, you know, Shit. filling in, filling in little bubbles and pinholes yeah. and stuff. I mean, I could sit here and pour a hundred baits a day, but it's going to take me a month to sand and prep all those hundred baits, you know? Yeah. So that's why... You know, your buddies when I, over when I do, when yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get, I try to get the, the family involved in the it. Kids my, handing him? Um, yeah. Olivia wants to help a little bit. You know, <laughs> she likes, uh, she likes helping. Um, Ethan's only six. He's not into it. Yeah. Um, but my stepson, Andrew, uh, and his girlfriend, um, they'll help out sanding stuff or, you know, packaging up stuff or, um, you know, cutting tails and stuff like that. So, I mean, Every little bit helps. I mean, I can only do Does the one. wife help I too? can only do, yeah, she helps spend the money. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just you kidding. better say just kidding. She's probably going to listen to it. Like, no, what the hell? You know, um, it, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because when I first, you know, was getting into it and spending a lot of time in the garage and stuff like that, she would always say, oh, you're just out there playing with your fishies. You know, you're just playing with your fishies. She didn't realize it until she went to the first show with me. The first time she went to a show with me, how crazy it is when she saw just guys lined up in front of my table, just waiting for me to just play hand with them the fishies. A, yeah, play with the fishies. <laughs> you know, she absolutely um, was just blown away by that, and then she kind of realized, like, yeah, this is this is bigger than what it what it actually it's, uh, is. That's so funny because pretty much the same thing happened when with my the podcast. Yeah. It does take a lot of time away from it does. my family. Uh, plus, I got to like edit, and I we went to I had a thing at Taco Surf in Huntington Beach, and it was like 100 people, maybe 150 people. And then at the PCS show, same thing, you know. Like she's like, "Man, there's a lot of people coming by." Yeah, like, it's cool. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's right." I mean, it's cool. I call you my know? wife the Viking though, because she lays the law down. She's oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's times where I'll be just in beast mode out there in the garage yeah. and she'll be like, Paul, I need you. And then I, and lose, all, like, I lose all momentum. 
you know? <laughs> so, and it's not just, a, it's not like an easy cleanup process out there right? sometimes. Sometimes it takes me an hour, you know, hour and a half to clean up. Well, I try to extend it that long. Hopefully by the time I'm done cleaning, she, you know, disaster's already been averted, but, right. um, <laughs> you know, I try, I, I mean, the, the beauty part about it is being able to just go out to the garage whenever I want and do baits or, you know, apparel or, yeah. or whatever, whatever it is I need to do because, I think if I had my like an actual shop somewhere and I had to actually physically go to work, that like, would be too much. I think so, but you know, at the same time, you know, I don't want blessing and a curse. That's what it would it be. It is. It is. It is. If if everything around here wasn't so expensive for square footage, I would probably get a shop. Yeah, and I could probably split a shop with somebody. Yeah, you know, you know I've heard of people doing that, but at the same time. Like if, if I needed to go out to the garage right now and, and put something together, I could. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that's what makes, that's when I had, it was cool to have the studio at my house. Mm-hmm. Then it, it, it was good and bad. Like there'd be times where you got a little too drunk, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and some dudes come over and we get a little blasted, you know? Yeah. I've, but, I've never really, uh, drank too much while building baits. I didn't want like, uh, <laughs> you know stuff coming out wrong that's the only way i do construction is drunk there you go (laughs) there you go Um, so so then do you do this do you think you could make this a full-time job i think so now just because of where i'm at would you Um, want to though yes and no Uh, some things would probably have to change um if if i was to do it full-time i would need to know um that i would be uh guaranteed paid um, on some levels. So I would probably have to set some type of retail thing up with, uh, tackle shops or whatever, so that I knew that, okay, uh, this month is this place. And I know that if I build these baits, I'm getting paid for it. Mm -hmm. Um, that was always, you know, one of the things that I didn't like about retail is because with retail, you know, it's 40% markup. Or forty percent. Yeah. So take if you back. sell a boat, uh, a boat, a fucking a bait for two fifty. Let's use a hundred bucks because then you only make sixty off of <laughs> right. Which you know, I mean, I'm giving someone you know forty percent of my of what my take is just to be able to have it in the shop. That's the hardest part for for a garage builder because all we're doing is rolling that money back into the company. How, how, how many baits do you sell on your drops? So the, the drops you have. So I try to do anywhere from 48 to 72 on a drop. Why the, those numbers? Um, just because I make so many freaking baits right now. I'm, I make like 40 different baits right now. Oh wow. And I kind of break it up. Like I don't make trouts in the summertime. So I only make trouts from like October to March. And then I don't make bluegills or shads in the wintertime because that's, you know, yeah, the forward. Yeah. So, um, so I do usually either 12 or 24 of a bait. So, uh, let's say like this last drop, I did carps mm-hmm. and I had, I think I had 72 total carps spread over all the different carp bodies. So it was like 12 of this one, 12 of that one. Okay. Um, so it's just easier because I have four molds of each bait. Well, some people, so you have four different carp molds. Okay, so like for the baby like carp, the body, for, for oh, the baby okay. carp glide. Okay, the baby carp glide. I have four molds for the baby cranking carp. I have four molds for the regular carp glide. I have four molds, um, because those are the more popular sellers. Um, now on some other ones where they might not be as as popular, two. I only have two molds. Yeah, okay. So I, I never have less than two. 
Um, and it's just easier for production. Like if I only, if I only made like, you know, two baits and I made a trout and a shad and, or a trout, a shad and a bluegill, I'd probably have, you know, 12 molds of that particular one because that's the only one I make. So I I think, I think the whole, but the drop, did it, did it go quick? Like when you did, uh, minute, a minute. That's pretty guaranteed though. <laughs> Some people will say it sold out in 15 seconds, hey, but I don't it, think anybody that, clicks Isn't that, that pretty phone. guaranteed though? Like if you wanted to do it full time? Well, I mean, now it is. <laughs> I mean, now it is. If I'm, if I'm looking at the now, then yes. Do and I think, how long does it take you? I have so many questions. Sure. How long does it take you to build that drop? To build all those bits? How many months? Yeah, it'd probably take, probably take a good month. To month. do that one. And yeah. that's getting dudes to help you. And that's getting, yeah. So, Fuck, man. yeah, Mark... Mark helps me out, um, and and Brad. Uh, I think he spoke with Brad on Instagram a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, he helps me on the pouring end of things. Okay. Um, so he like basically he'll um, I'll be like, hey, uh, I need X amount of this many, and he'll pour those. Like I have half the molds here. He has, uh, I think maybe whatever whatever models we're pouring at the time. Like oh, we'll, he'll just we'll, do we'll them out of his house back. and. P- 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 yeah. Oh, it's yeah. fucking nice. But dude. he used to, you know, I, I, we spent a lot of time, you know, um, kind of learning how, teaching him how to do it and teaching him how to do it right. And, um, it, it's been, it's been great, you know, cause I can, I mean, these two hands can only do so much. If I'm pouring baits, I can't paint baits. If I'm painting baits, I can't pour baits. Do you, are you the only so, one that paints? I'm the only one that paints. Yeah. Okay. So. Assembly lining, huh? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times, um, I mean, I, I paint from a rack for the most part. So mm-hmm. the baits are hanging up and down. Oh, so and, you'll paint them on the rack. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so right. I'll paint all the base coats on the rack, and then I'll switch them to the table, and I'll do them all um, on a table. Um, the stuff that I use dry really fast. dries too fast in this 100-degree weather, so Shit. I can't really do much. At night, huh, everything? Oh, so bad it's <laughs> so I, I mean paint is just drying in the airbrush and you can't even Shit. do anything building up on the tip so i mean i can only like i've been waking up early before now digital learning you know Shit. i've been waking up before that Changed and trying game, to get as huh? much done and you know since i'm home right now um you know i'm the teacher you know i'm helping both kids getting their digital learning done so that's taken away from doing baits and stuff like that yeah. so I try to get on, you know, a little bit of a schedule. It, if it actually cool off at night, I would just work graveyards out in the garage right yeah. now. Yeah. So. Um, so right now, when you're not doing a drop, you're just doing one-offs, whatever people want. So, or- uh, contrary to popular belief, you don't have to be in the circle jerk to get baits. So, like <laughs> a lot of times, like people will post like a where to buy, you know, like a where to buy a Shadley two or where to buy a Shad Little or a Carp or something like that. And I'll message them behind the scenes and be like, hey, I got a body. I can do this for you out of the blue. And they're like, really? I mean, th- is this how it works? And I go, no, this isn't always how it works. Like you could post where to buys a million times and I'll I'll just read it in. And, and not, you're doing not, where to buys out of Swimbait Universe usually. Yeah, it, mostly out of Swimbait okay. Universe. Right. So like like, like I'll, I'll lurk around the underground every once in a while, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't really go there because I don't post there, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, they, they used to have rules where if you were going to, um, promote your business there, you had to, um, uh, what's it called? 
donate a bait to the tournaments and stuff like that, which I didn't have a problem with. I yeah. did, I've done it a couple times, uh-huh. but I wanted to focus more on what, what social media was easier for me. Like if I'm posting here and here and here and here and here, that's like an hour of posting. You just wanted to see the one that works for yeah. you the best. And Swimbait Universe has like 29,000 uh, people in that group. And that just seems like the biggest platform. I mean, it, it's grown a lot over the years since it started. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's gotten more popular with with the um, the popularity of swim baits, you know, spreading ac- across the world pretty much. Um, so I've basically, that's just kind of been my, my home base. And I, and I don't post a lot there either. Um, I've never wanted to be that guy that posted a million times a day or was always in your face or check this out or look at this. I, I wanted to just kind of do what I do. And then if people found me, they found me because if, if, if everybody's hitting me up for stuff and I'm saying yes to everybody, I'm just, it's, it's going to take a long time, you know, right now. Um, you know, I try to, I try to say it's going to be anywhere from like four to six weeks for me to get your order done. Um, but with the whole COVID thing, I've only been doing drops because in a few instances, guys had to ask for a refund because they got laid off due to COVID, which, yeah, which I understand. I totally get, you know, and it takes, honestly, it takes a lot for someone to ask for a refund, knowing that once they got the bait, they could just flip it for three times its value. So in my eyes, I respected that a lot more more. than them going and flipping. Yeah. 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 And you know, it honestly doesn't bother me too much when somebody flips it. Like I got to think, okay, I asked, um, I asked my price. I sold this bait. I should be happy, right? Leave emotion out of it. What irks me the most is when like a guy will hit up Johnny and be like, Hey, can you message is there any way you can get me a piz bait? And then Johnny messages me, Hey, um, can you sell this guy a bait? And then I do. And then what does he do? He gets rid of it as soon as he gets it, you know, and then says, Oh, well I had something come up. Well, that bait wasn't the only bait you have in your, in your box. You know, you could have sold anything else, but now not only did he make himself look bad, he made Johnny kind of look bad because Johnny vouched for this guy, but that's neither here nor there because no, I get what no matter saying. what, no matter what Johnny, you know, does, it's not going to change the fact. Obviously he's all about, you know, me being successful. So if, if he had his way or if anybody has his way, they'd want links to baits all the time. Yeah. You know, and that's fine too. I just, I can't, I can't keep up with the demand as, as, yeah. as a solo rider. Yeah. You know, and that's probably never going to change because it's just how it is. Yeah. And like you, you know? said, could I do it full time? Yeah, I probably could do it full time based on my views at this point. But who knows what's going to happen? Swim baits could be the fad right now and something and, off, and yeah. something else can come up. Yeah. You know, I could let my mouth get the best of me one time and, <laughs> and say something and then lose my whole customer base. You know, does that happen? Does it happen? Yeah. Uh, I've, Do you get mouthy I've, sometimes? Yeah. I mean, I've... I've Do people screenshot your comments? Who I'm doesn't? Just Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> Everybody screenshots comments and it gets passed around. I've, I've, I've had things where I've typed out a bunch of times and then just erased it and not posted it. Do you know how many times I've, I've sent, get ready to send someone a message and I'm like, fuck this, dude. 
Yeah. I'll just delete it. I'll be like, why even waste the time? Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. So, I, I mean, the swim bait community is so small. If something happens, it's it's going to be known, you know. It could end your, end your, your. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, um, you could definitely ruin your name. But, I mean, if you go into hiding for a little while, it's only going to be ruined until the next big thing comes up. Yeah. Um, but people, obviously, people remember, people forget. Um, it's just the way that it is, you know. Yeah. Um, I can only do my best. That's yeah. all I can do. Yeah. And if I have a bad day, I have a bad day. If I say something that I didn't mean, I can apologize for it later. Yeah. And deal with the consequences then. But I'm more of a drama-free, stay away from the bullshit uh, don't get caught up in the stuff and just kind of keep, uh, you know, to the people that I talk to on a regular basis. I mean, we have, um, we have, uh, Facebook chat groups, um, where there's like 10, 12 guys in it and we're just, <laughs> we're just chatting all the time. And these are all guys I've met, yeah. you know, met through shows and stuff like that. And, you know, they, they're always trying to get me to do what we call Groupons. <laughs> You know, where everybody puts in and everybody gets a bait. <laughs> so that's technically, I guess, what you would call the circle, circle jerk. jerk. That's but what I the mean, circle jerk is. you know, but you got to remember, look at if, 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 uh, if you're my friend, yeah, I'm going to do more for you. What the fuck do you expect? You know, exactly. like, it's like, yeah, if, if somebody's, you know, uh, if I go to a, to a tackle shop even and I talk about that tackle shop, it's because they're my friends. Yeah. You know, that's where I go. It's like, if I talk about, a person a lot or this person or yeah it's you're gonna support whoever you you're friends with yeah and then know? and then these guys we've come up with this uh group called the Pizwiz, which is a tournament fishing group it's an online tournament so it's ran by um i i'm just this kind of silent backer of it like i just yeah. make the baits for the thing to promote fishing to promote swim bait fishing it's swim bait only so uh bi-monthly there's a, an event where you have to you know top three fish um uh, the top five places get a bait, and then the kicker is if you have a if you submit a cast to catch on a on a piz bait that you used, the biggest fish of that gets first choice of all the baits. So this is only on Facebook. This is on Facebook. Anyone can sign up for it. Uh, it's private, you so you have accepted. you have to be invited. Okay. So obviously, um, you know, if there was a thousand people in the group, then chances are you're probably not you know it's capped at, <laughs> yeah. it's capped at 50 50 entrants you know because i'm only going to be able to do six baits you know top five and then the one kicker for the that's still cool man it's really cool and yeah. it promotes fishing and it gets a lot of guys out there fishing you know and that's the cool part and that's what ultimately this is all about and i feel like you're fishing. learning your own uh just going back to like when you were thinking about how do i promote myself you kind of found your way yeah, I and mean, look at you. you have a great Instagram following. Yeah, you're doing little stuff like this. You kind of found the way you do it. Yeah, you know? Instagram's been great. I yeah. mean, in the beginning, I think there's a, I think there's a number on the amount of followers you have. So, anything under like ten thousand followers, and you're getting, how can you sponsor me? How can I help your company grow? You know, can I get a free bait? I'll promote for you. But after like ten thousand followers, that kind of slowed down a little bit. That's good. and then. You know, I'll still get them. I'll get the, hey, you know, take me to the next level. And I'm like, how am I going to take you to the next level? <laughs> you probably don't even have a rod that's capable of throwing a swim bait. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I still get it. And it's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, uh, 
this this dude Andrew Swaim. I don't know. He used to live out here in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll you know I'll screenshot it and send it to him because we just laugh about it. You know, <laughs> like like it's just one of those uh, funny things that yeah. it's always been there. So we just screenshot and talk about you know being sponsored. I even uh, I made a troll account one time on Instagram. <laughs> called spencer the sponsor <laughs> and i would just go to every single like bait company and and just start posting Town. yeah uh, can i get sponsored what do you got for me i mean i was doing it to like friends and other yeah, bait just builders. to see what they would yeah fucking I, say. this was a while ago just to piss them off well not to piss them well i guess it, they got mad but dude, it was just so funny so every now and then like spencer the sponsor will come <laughs> and it's That's so hilarious funny. and then in every one of these like sponsorship emails there's like grammar and misspellings and everything else like that and it's like if you're gonna present yourself to a company and ask for a sponsorship make it airtight you know don't give me a reason to like you know look the other way and stuff like that so it's actually um you know it's just it's just one of those nuances of of i couldn't imagine what other people go through and you know what at one point i kind of feel like i was in that same boat asking for bait builders you know to yeah. get to get stuff not for free but to just to get stuff yeah so but it's it's just been a long journey and you know uh, i was i was building baits and painting and doing repaints for other people at the same time and i was doing i was you know clientele just i was having packages show up Shit. like all the time like every week there was packages showing up Damn. and packages going out and then finally i was like i just have no time <laughs> <laughs> to work on what I want to work on because I'm fishing? repainting. Uh, let's see. I, I've gone fishing four times in 2020, and that has nothing to wow. do with COVID. That's just because you're busy. That's just because I'm busy. Wow. So I've gone. Yeah, I've gone fishing four times. So my poor boat's just been sitting there, but saving the hours, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. Jo- I mean, I know Castake and, and yeah. Pyramid. They're not that big, but I probably don't even have 50 hours on my boat. Fuck. Yeah. How long have you had it? 2014. You have 50 hours on your boat. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. I had to know. The last time I took it to the boat shop, they had to hook it up. (laughs) I had to know. Oh, you don't have the little thing on your motor? No. What size motor do you have? The 225. Wow, you're big balling, bro. No, not really. I mean, (laughs) it's a nice boat. Trust me. I mean, originally I bought the boat to want a tournament fish, and then um, just swim baits just took over. Yeah. Now now all I do is throw swim baits. You only so, fish up this way usually because stay because you're right here. So uh, I, I actually like Pyramid better. Uh, the you like water, Pyru? Pyru's good when the water level's up. There's you ever some, seen the there, bear there? No, I haven't seen the bear. Dude, I had the bear on my birthday last year. Fucking charged at me almost. Really? It scared the shit out of me. Damn. And I was like in four feet of water with my trolling motor. I'm like, with the, all the, the stick-ups and mm-hmm, shit? Mm-hmm. Like, I would have been fucked, dude. Yeah, Py- uh, Pyru's nice when the water level's all the way up. Yeah. There's a lot of area to fish there, a lot more than... Than, than you really know. And, um, um, but I like pyramid better. The okay. water, the water fluctuation up there is, um, it doesn't go up or down as much. Um, mm-hmm. the only thing I don't like about pyramid is they let jet skis all over the whole lake. That's the yeah. only thing I don't like about it. And we all know what jet skis do when you're, <laughs> when you're out fishing. So, um, that's where I got my biggest swim bait fish out of. Pyramid? Um, yeah, pyramid. I have it on cast to catch. No way. Yeah. How big? I don't know. What do you think? I, I truly think it's a double digit. So yeah. I just think I just think my scale was acting up. It said one eight. So I know it wasn't eighteen pounds, but I knew it was bigger than ten. 
What do you think it was like 13, 14? No, the lake record I think is only 13 pounds. 12, 11 my, my buddy, My buddy Daniel, he's got an 11 out of there. No way. And that thing is huge. Yeah. That thing is huge. So, um, Was it on your bait? Yeah. Oh, that's even yeah, better, on the right? DDT, on the trout, the 11-inch trout. Wow. So, and uh, Brad was there. Funny story about that morning. So we get there. It's Black Friday, um, a few years back, and um, it's cold. You know, it was one of those where it's cold. I mean, Pyramid's just cold because it's up in the grapevine. Yeah. And um, it was cold. So I'm out there with Brad, and Daniel's out on his boat. And um, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, he trimmed up his motor and sprayed us. What the fuck? <laughs> and we were soaking wet and like you know i had i had obviously my my jacket on but brad was in just sweats yeah. sweats and a jacket or sweats and a sweatshirt yeah and i didn't even have my i don't even think i had my i didn't even have my bibs on so wow. i'm in levi's and a sweatshirt and we're just soaking wet and daniel felt so bad he felt so bad and i'm like dude payback's gonna be a bitch yeah so um so we're out fishing and we're so cold that we don't even want to run the boat across the lake. Yeah. So we fish just right in, in the channel and I catch, I catch the fish. Fuck. And, um, it's so funny because, you know, you know, I'm, I'm so influenced by movies and music and stuff like that, that on video, you can hear me quoting Jay and silent Bob strike back. I'm, I'm singing that, you know, more day in the motherfucking time, you know, and <laughs> Brad, I was you know, thinking motherfuck, there, motherfuck, motherfuck, yeah, fuck. exactly. So <laughs> I'm sitting there, I was in there singing the song and you can see my head bobbing, you know, and Brad's <laughs> laughing because I'm singing it and I'm just like, I just get bit and you just hear the toilet flush on this oh, fish dude. and we, we pull it up and the, the thing is just so fat. He's just like, he's like, dude, dude and we pull it up and you know god it was just it was just amazing yeah so that was uh it wasn't the only fish we caught that day i we actually i think i think i was with brad when he caught like his first actual swim bait fish Mm -hmm. and that was really cool he was using my bait and he caught it and you know that started oh i need one you know i need one for myself yeah and i'm like cool i'll make one up you know so um you just like it's just so good to like catch something on your bait, but it's even so much better when someone else catches or it a on buddy or a, or buddy, a buddy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, personal bests are great, but just a good fish and you can see the emotion on their yeah, face or in the video. I mean, that's, that's the shit right there. Yeah. That's, that's what I like. So you also do a wound that you haven't talked about yet. Slaunch mob. Yeah. So, um, slaunch mob came out, um, guy named Adam uh, from Chicago uh, started the Slaunch Mob. And it was just uh, uh, an apparel company, uh, edgy, uh, uh, metal music, death metal, stuff like that. So a lot of their um, designs are, um, you know, hardcore. Um, like a and, deicide cover or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, album cover type, yeah, you know. Yeah. I think they had like a vintage movie poster. Yeah. Uh, something you know i don't remember exactly what it's called but um so like in 2015 2016 um we stopped seeing posts like there just was no more slaunch mob posts there was no gear to buy and i had you know i talked to adam he actually did the um he did the atari design for me uh for one of my shirts Mm -hmm. um so we had a good relationship and stuff like that and he was telling me that he was 
going uh, back to like Germany or somewhere, Denmark or something, because he worked for a beer company and he was going to be out of town overseas a lot and stuff like that. So you didn't heard from Slaunch Mob for quite a while. And I think like maybe like a year or two passed and um, I saw him post on uh, Facebook uh, on his personal page and I just mentioned like, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. Anything going on? What are your plans for Slaunch Mob? Anything else coming out? And he said that he's just too busy. Like he had, he given all his uh, apparel away and just he had to make room for his house for stuff and he had given all his stuff away. And I said, well, have you ever thought about selling it? And he's like, no, he's like, I hadn't really thought about it, but you know, let me think about it and I'll Mm -hmm. let you know. And then like, you know, another year went by and out of the blue, I just, I just messaged him. I'm like, Hey, and you know, we haven't talked in a while. I know you've been out of town. I've seen your posts and stuff like that, but, um, I wanted to hit you up about Slaunch Mob and see if you're still interested in selling it. And he's like, yeah, actually I would love for someone to, you know, carry on the torch and stuff like that. And I told him, you know, I go, you have some designs that I don't agree with, so I probably wouldn't use those. And he's like, well, once it's yours, you can do what you want. So uh, I ended up buying uh, the business from him. Mm -hmm. He gave me the Instagram account so I didn't have to start a new one with all new followers and stuff like that. I bought all the designs. Um, I was already going to Victory Screen Printing in Chicago for my prints. So that was the same place that he was going because he had turned me on to that place. Mm-hmm. So they had all the designs already that, oh, that he did. Yeah, he had the screens and everything. Yeah, and everything. Right. So um, so it was a pretty smooth transfer. And then I just, I took it over like uh, late 2017. Okay. And then um, basically I used the bankroll that I had with Piz to to start it up. Yeah. So I, I... All I did was uh, I transferred 500 bucks to get stickers and one shirt. And I started posting on Instagram uh, that I was, that Slaunch Mob was starting back up again and, you know, uh, or start, you know, a comeback. Yeah. Because I didn't want, I didn't want, at first I didn't want to tie the two together. Like I didn't want Piz and Slaunch to be like one thing. Like I wanted it to be separated because... Because one is Bates and the other is apparel and it's, you know, it's hardcore apparel, yeah. you know, with, with skulls and pentagrams <laughs> and, and stuff like that and boobies <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that. And, um, you know, when I, when I had shared a lot of Slaunch Mod stuff on my Piz stuff, people were like, well, what is these pentagrams have to do with fishing and what does this have to do with fishing and this and that? And basically my response was, you know that's this, this is that. Yeah. And that kind of, I didn't merge them together. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had, um, my buddy Tim, uh, build a website for Slaunch Mob so that everything was separate because in the beginning I was selling all the Slaunch Mob style, uh, all the Slaunch Mob stuff exclusively through Piz because I was hoping that would gain, you know, traffic from this customer base and this customer base to see, you know, both. And it just got too confusing. Like I was getting questions about this. I was getting questions about that. And I was shipping stuff, you know, and trying to keep track and trying to keep stock. And, you know, I had to keep it separate. So that's what I did. I just kept it separate. And a lot of people don't know that I, that I own the Slaunch Mob. Yeah. So it was just something that the name Slaunch Mob to me is, it just grabs me. Like I, it, you know, the fact that it was 
musically inspired um, logos, um, designs, and stuff like that. I mean, it, it was it was just something that I wanted. I really wanted to continue. So I was really grateful that he was that he sold it to me, you know, and uh, I'm able to carry it on. So I haven't done like a whole lot with it mm-hmm. um, just because I've been so busy with Piz stuff, yeah, but yeah. it's been, it's been really good. I mean, I've gotten the followers up on the Slaunch Mob from, I think I had like 700 to like 1900. It's great. So, I mean, it's pretty good. And then when, you know, there, there's, there's guys that, that, that know that I own it and they support it, you know, and I try to throw them a bone every now and then because, you know, they like the Piz stuff. So, you know, if, um, you know, guys that have supported the business, I'll hit them up and be like, Hey, I got an extra lure if you're interested. Yeah. And they're like, totally. Yeah. You know, totally this. And it has nothing to do with, well, I I think like you, you, you're on the right track. There's a lot of dudes that listen to like metal and hardcore and punk. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it'll be, once it gets out of my Pandora probably has a (laughs) hundred thousand hours of listening music on it. And I have so many different, you know, channels. Yeah depending on what mood I'm in, you know, I would say like 75% of the time I'm listening to like my reggae channel just because I'm big fan of reggae, always been ever Mm -hmm. since high school, you know, big fan of reggae and dance hall and stuff like that. Um, but you know, I have my, my punk side, my skateboard (laughs) side growing up, like you have your BMX side, you know, um, back in the day, you know, it was Powell Peralta, you know, skateboarding, freestyle, um, search for animal chin, yeah. you know, <laughs> stuff that kids these days would have no idea yeah. what it's about, you know? Um, and a lot of, uh, that Powell Peralta skull is used in, you know, fishing apparel these yeah. days and people probably don't even have no idea where it even originated from. That Bass Brigade did something. Bass like Brigade yeah. did one. Uh, Fish Elite did, did one. one. Yeah. And it's cool to see like the progression, yeah. you know, and, and their own take on it and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's always the roots, you know? Yeah. Just like, you know, skateboarding when I was a kid or, or, or bike riding when I was a kid, you know, what, what would you do while you were skateboarding? You'd have the, the boom box so, yeah, playing exactly. some kind of, you know, suicidal tendencies yeah. or black flag or, yeah. you know, something like that, you know, and I've actually gotten to see, you know, a lot of, you know, punk bands in concert being from the Los Angeles area. Yeah. I've seen a lot of reggae. I've seen a lot of hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, I've had friends that were always into, you know, different genres of music and just, you go and hang out with them for the weekend and you find yourself one time in Sacramento, you know, digging records where DJ shadow was digging, <laughs> yeah, uh, digging, yeah. digging records. So, um, you know, it's, it's music's been just big su- influence, huh? super influential, yeah. you know, and I just don't know, you know, like, like you, I just don't know how I could work without it. Like I always have something musical playing I do, I have done the same way I'm the same yeah. way that's part of I mean I used to listen I still do not as much I would when I was working I'd have a podcast on comedy mm-hmm. comedy comedy yeah and that's part of the reason I started this this podcast because I wanted something yeah I like fishing and and try to make it a little lighthearted more than well up until this year you know, it was just always music in the garage yeah. and then I put a tv in there and then now I'm watching listening to movies <laughs> all kinds of, dude podcasts, movies is a big YouTube. one for me too yeah I'm so. a big movie guy so I'll put on like pick a destiny you, you ever uh-huh. that's one of my favorite movies really Jack Black oh fuck dude that movie's <laughs> so good a lot of people haven't seen it 
No. And I'm like, dude, this has got to be the best fucking movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Him, him and Gage are, you know. <laughs> How many cock push-ups can you yeah, do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So good. Could, um, but I'm, I've been, you know, as far as, as far as movies go, I'm, as far as movies and music go, anything before 2000, like after 2000, I have no idea. Yeah. Like I only hear what I hear on the radio because of like the kids or something like that. Yeah. Or whatever is like kind of popular. I mean, with, with Instagram and TikTok and all that kind of stuff, you hear some of the newer stuff. Do you do TikTok too? I have a TikTok account, but I'm probably not going to push it because. You got it, reels now, bro, on Instagram. Is that what you have? Yeah, it's like TikTok on Instagram. Well, I, I've done, I've, I've been able to submit a few more videos on Instagram where it changes to Instagram TV, where before you couldn't do more yeah, than a minute. Now you can yeah. do, now you can do longer. Yeah. So now I can have more cast to cash. And, and that leads me to wanting to build up my YouTube channel. I mean, once I'm retired. That's so much work. I know. But once I'm retired, <laughs> once I'm retired from, from work, I, I need to yeah. think about all the avenues on what I can do. And I can't be at every show and I can't, you know, show these lures to everybody. So my only avenue is social media. Yeah. So if I, you know, if I'm doing a YouTube video and I'm doing not necessarily a review type video, but I'm showing what the bait can do and stuff like that, I'm hoping that that'll translate to sales. Which I think who does that really good is Gilbert, Mike Gilbert. Yeah. His videos are fucking pretty like the way yeah. he does the breakdowns and the yeah they got I mean, a, they a got great, a, they got a cinematic uh, yeah. cinematic feel to them too yeah that's just so, so like I tried doing YouTube episodes and I'm like this is too much fucking work yeah dude. but the the, <laughs> the one thing that you know the one thing that I've always I never wanted to do something that somebody else was over like yes. somebody else was doing like to a straight T mm-hmm. like yeah you can take something and make it your own spin and stuff like that but like that's why I mean that's why I don't follow like a lot of bait makers on Instagram. I don't follow, like I, I, I follow a few guys that I've met. And that's what that Caesar like. said. The same thing that I don't care what, that, uh, I don't Gilbert, care what they're doing. Gilbert said the same thing. He's like, I, I haven't seen your bait. I don't, yeah. I don't look at what anyone else. Cause I'm kind of focusing on me. Yeah. Like having your blinders yeah. on as a horse. Just yeah. I don't want to see the paint that you're doing. Like, I don't want to see the baits that you're making. I don't want to be labeled as someone that copied, you know, someone else. Obviously, you know, uh, glide baits, crank downs. You I can mean, only do them yes, so many different exactly. ways. But when it comes to paint, I wanted to make a name for myself on that alone. Like, if, like I thought, okay, you paint something, you sign it. You're like an artist. But do you feel like that's what separates you from a lot of the other companies? Um, I mean, you do. Ha- I mean, that's your shit that you started with. So I can't see why I wouldn't. So. I made I made up my mind a long time ago that when someone saw something that I did, they would know that was a piz. Okay, they would know. Yeah, they, I didn't have to sign it. I didn't. Have, I didn't say it. So I created, you know, my style of painting, and it's been mimicked a lot. And you know, my hats off. You know, to I'm my, sure it's been mimicked a lot now too, because a lot of people paint baits now. Yeah, and when I look back at it, when I started, what did I have to look at? You know, that, you know, I was not trying to paint exactly like them, but they were successful in their painting. So, you know, this guy's solar fall, dude, he he made this, dude, I've watched him. You watched him. Yeah. Yeah. So he made, he did like these half moon paint jobs. Like he made this stencil that was like, basically he took a, a hole puncher and made a half moon type thing. And he, did this well i've done that 
because I saw him do it. Yeah. But I didn't bastard. Foil, foiling? Like I watched him. No, foil. I'm not doing foiled? foiling. I, yeah, I've tried foiling and it's didn't not like me. it. No. no, there's a, uh, it's just too much. Yeah. It's too much. They, it, it didn't, it, it didn't work for me. Those seams you know? kill you. Yeah. That, I mean, having the right stuff, you can't just use HVAC foil or whatever it is. No, HVAC I use, tape. I use, uh, I'm giving away methods. I, my hair, my wife does hair. Mm-hmm. Fools are super thin. So that's the ones I would use. So you're using like bleach tip stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. I don't have any hair. I'd be using it myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could, we could uh, get <laughs> the, the gray. Yeah. yeah Gray's in our goatee <laughs> for sure. But I mean, that's your, that's your signature. Uh, yeah. So like, so like, too. yeah. So, uh, I, I didn't want to have to sign a bait, you know, I didn't want to have to, but now you do. Do you sign them now? Nope. Never do. Do you feel like you should though? because people nope try to rip it off? Nope. No. I don't need to. No. Because I've already done it. Yeah. I've been doing it. I've been doing it for a long time. You know, it, the you know every every winter, you know, you get new bait makers, new bait painters, and if they last to the next winter, good. Yeah. You know, it's nice to have a variety. Not you know, I. I not everybody has to own a certain brand of bait. Yeah. You know, not everyone is going to like a certain brand yeah, of bait. Yeah. You know, um, people could have a bad taste in their mouth about something that I've built because it wasn't what fit their fishing style. Yeah. But it might fit the next fishing guy style, you know. So when it comes down to it, like I said, I, I, if I wanted to build something that if you saw it, you knew what it was. And when you say, oh, that's a piz bait, you know who I am. You know, that was, that was my ultimate goal is to create that kind of now looking back on it, maybe a legacy, if you will. No, of course. You know? Why? What but else? At, but yeah. at the, well, at the time you don't think, oh, where am I going to be 10 years from now? Like I wasn't that goal oriented. I was like, okay, what am I going to do two days from now? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the, like, I thought this could have just been a fad, but it just, didn't stop Stuck around. It just I mean, didn't stop. You're coming up on, yeah. you know, what, nine years of bait making? Bait making, yeah, about 2000 Yeah, 2012. Yeah. So 2012, I started carving um, first baits wow. out of wood. Yeah. And um, 2013, I went into production. Like, the first bait that I carved was just flat on its sides, and I took a Dremel or a Dremel knife or a, a, um, a carving knife, mm-hmm. and I just did the uh, the cheeks you know, the eyes and stuff like that. And I thought, this isn't what I want the bait to look like. Yeah. So I scrapped those and I I basically took the shape that I want and then I started building up the cheeks and building it up because I wanted to bait I wanted the bait to be a little bit more realistic. The first bait I ever made was was the drift body, which was at the time it was a three piece mm-hmm. swimmer and a two piece glide. Wow. And it's still in production today yeah. and it's still a popular seller. So wild. I, I mean, I, I've, I've discontinued baits just because they weren't uh, popular, but that bait's not going anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. and you know, spoiler alert, the, uh, the riot will be coming back in the future. <laughs> now it's the riot crank. It has a build, yeah. you know, a build version, but the lipless version will be coming back. Nice. So well, spo- fuck, man, this has alert. been a, a great, great podcast. Yeah. It's been good. Um, Thanks gone, again for... Uh, it's gone a lot longer on. I, I usually, I'm we, more of a quiet type. Oh, you got two hours and uh, 20 minutes of talking. <laughs> and I didn't even get everything I wanted to say. Is there anything else you're missing that you wanted to talk about? 
Mm, maybe for another podcast. I would love that. Okay. Yeah, we'll I got it. Yeah, well, definitely. I love having people back on because I feel like for sure we'll catch up on something else, and maybe at that time something new will have come up, yeah. and we'll have something more to talk about. Yeah. But right, I appreciate. We, we didn't even barely talk about sports or, or nothing. Oh, I know. I don't know a sport <laughs> guy, so I'll have to get Danny down here with you. No, that's another thing. Is it'll be cool to have. I like having uh, groups of dudes on because sometimes you get a different perspective on. Yeah. You know, like someone might say something, and you're like, "Well, I think of, you know." Yeah. Well, I mean, one one other thing I did want to say was about that uh, that fishing tournament group mm-hmm. is that all those guys are out there diehard swim baiters. You know, it's swim bait only. You yes. can't use anything else. Yes. So it's an honor system, obviously. Yeah. And um, did my my buddies uh, Johnny Ross and Eric run that thing, and they're doing a really good job. That's great. I mean, I I can't thank them enough for what they're doing. Um, but they're doing a really good job and obviously they're hyping up the promotion part of it. You know, they're getting people to swim bait fish. That's you know, great. And the catch and fish. The, what and what you're the, doing and, too is amazing. I mean, given your six baits, what's that? Oh, when, six baits. Yeah. That's six a baits. Big deal, dude. So yeah, that's a lot. This, this current one is eight baits because we had 80 entries. Wow. So let's try to do one in 10. Yeah. So that's great. But yeah, and like I said, that dude caught his personal best, yeah. nine, nine pounds, eight ounces out of Washington state. Can't in the tournament. Yeah. You can't like, how can you be any more stoked for something like that? Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. We got you on. I feel like you kind of carved your own path to somewhat, you know, as a, as a company, as a, as a garage bait builder. Yeah. So it's I mean, cool to hear your it's, story. It's the know? whole brand. It's not just the baits. It's the, it's the apparel. It's, yeah. it's all that stuff. I love working with tattoo artists. Mm-hmm. And having uh, see them their styles, you yeah. know, I've worked with some great tattoo artists: Robert Kane, Charlie Jones, Ryan Hopper. Gus, um, you know stuff with Gus right now. Dude, Gus is the G. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's so funny because, um, when I was up at the Delta for the Toxic Day, yeah, um, one of the events, he was camped right next to me, so oh, we were just cool right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got his fame from tattooing and tattoo nightmares. That's where I knew him. From. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, seeing him, you know, in person and stuff like that. And, and now he does like fish elite swim bay culture. Like, it's yeah, a big deal. no, he's, yeah. yeah. And, and we try to help each other out. Yeah. You know, we try to help cross promote on stuff like that. Yeah. You got to, you got so. to. We're all in this together. We we don't hate each other. You know, <laughs> like people think bait makers don't, you know, we don't hate each other. I mean, we won't have like little spats and beefs against each other, but like, yeah. like Caesar, we've gone out fishing a bunch of times, yeah. you know? Um, I haven't talked to Scott in a while. Obviously it's, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I talk to Hinkle all the time. Um, he's been a little bit more in doing his own stuff lately, but I, I painted, all the Hinkles, all the production colors for him for a few years. Wow. So that was also keeping me from building, you know, yeah, my own stuff. Shit, yeah. I'm sure just doing yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, I've built good relationships and I can't, I can't thank enough. A lot of the people that I met, I mean, I, you know, thank it's my, cool to hear thank, too, because you've done both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Because these bait makers probably like, Oh, we want them to paint some guys. I've had, yeah, I've had, and guys. then you have, you're like, well now I do it. Well, there's other, okay, so like, um, you know, like Hinkle and some other guys, now they just sell their blanks. And I get people hitting me up all the time saying, hey, can you paint this bait? Not anymore, huh? I tell them not anymore, but sometimes yeah. I'm like, I look and see what I have to do, and I'm like, yeah, I could do it. Yeah. You know, the process isn't as hard as actually repainting a bait. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, but I'm sure, you know, I've had guys repaint my baits and I look at them and I'm like, okay, I never thought of it in that way. Like I've always had a vision of a way that I wanted my baits to look and to see somebody else put their own spin on it. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Yeah. You know, there's anything else. Yeah. Like anything else. And with these other bait makers, you know, I didn't, no disrespect to them, but you know, their baits sometimes look better with different paint jobs on it. Yeah. You know, it just, it just is what it is. Some, some, some painters, you know, that are still out there doing it, paint baits exceptionally well, super realistic, good fading, you Mm -hmm. know, now how it holds up, that's a different story. Yeah. You know, you can paint anything you want perfectly, but if the paint is coming right off after the first day, some, (laughs) you know, you need, you need to work on your process. Yeah. Right. So, and it's, it's, that process is something that I've never shared. So, because I learned it by myself a long time ago. You can't, you can't. And that's, that's my bread and butter. Now I might, you know, have one bad egg every now and then, but for the most part, you know, paints rock solid. There you go. So, yeah, dude, I appreciate you coming rock solid, yeah, bro. Dude, I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, coming <laughs> yeah, out here for and sure. stuff like that. Great time. And maybe we can, uh, we'll try to fish next time or something, man. Yeah. In the morning, you know. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. When it's not 108 degrees. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, can, you can go back out and sweat your balls off just driving home. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening.